0: On this episode of the Star Wars Time Show, Matt and Nick will pick apart a Mando release window story from an actual cast member, and then they'll get into a discussion on who will be directing the Ahsoka series. After that, the two will preview a few of the announced Star Wars Celebration 2022 panels, while also speculating who may show up and what may be shown off. They may even get to talking about some new Star Wars collectibles releases and another round of the Matt Mando game, if time permits. Of course, the show will end with the fan segment featuring question of the week responses and the latest Star Wars fan artist features. Punch it chewy! Oh, everybody. Oh, my goodness. The live stream is a freaking disaster already. What am I doing? (laughs) Hold on. I got mics on. Maybe I've got browsers that are too wide. I've got Sonic the Hedgehog up on the screen. What are we even talking about? But guess what? The Star Wars Time Show is back. Both Matt and Nick. And you better be appreciative of that because guess what? We're losing him again already. <laughs> this guy, he's got this, you know, running in his own business now, jet setting not only around the country, but around the world these days. <laughs> and he he is taking another holiday um for the Easter break to go see yeah. the Caminita clan in Louisiana. Mm. Down in the bayou, eat him some crawfish with Ed Ogeron, <laughs> Right? Did you That's did right, you invite yeah. Ed? You know, he, he, he I don't Ed, think he's working anymore. So. Ed has a
1: permanent invite to every homestead in, in Louisiana when there's a crawfish boil happening. So, sure we'll see what's we'll doing down here. <laughs> we'll see if Ed stops by. But, um, yeah, I mean, go and spend the, like, a, a long weekend with the family. Essentially, we're going to be leaving uh, pretty soon to go up there. And then we're coming back on Tuesday. Like I told Matt, I was like, you know, I didn't know. Uh, if we would be able to hit it, but Matt's going to give you guys a nice solo episode, or maybe, yeah. maybe there may be a special guest. We don't know. We'll see what Matt cooks up, but I'm going to be That's out right. eating the crawfish, being in Louisiana, living Ooh, yeah. with my Bayou family uh, while Matt now, keeps uh, showing.
0: Now, you, you said this is going to be the first time in two years you've seen them all. So, so yeah. are we getting like yeah. the true Bayou Caminitas? Oh, yeah. Or like this the- is- the ones that don't have shoes and stuff like that. Oh and- yeah,
1: oh yeah. It's all all the all the crazy families coming out. So so the way that my family is split up is like my dad's. Oh side that Nikki boy. <laughs> my dad's <laughs> side the family is the big side, and my mom's side is the small small side. And we always spend Easter with the my dad's side. And I think my I was talking to my mom yesterday, and she's like, Yeah, I think we're gonna have like 30, 32 people there.
0: Oh boy! So all right.
1: so big side of that family. Are your
0: parents both native Louisianians?
1: Yes, my—I mean, my entire family is right. So
0: it's still amazing that you—you don't talk like you have your fist in your mouth. It really is. I I
1: really don't. And and like, if you talk to my parents and like my parents don't have as much of an accent as other, like you know, down South Louisiana people too. And I just like have even less than they do. So I, I got lucky. I, I definitely skirted out and was able to to make it out without any sort of really. When you go home, do you end up
0: home. sounding like Bobby Boucher after like a day or two?
1: It does. Like an accent does Boy. kick in. It, it kicks in a little hey, bit. Mama. But, <laughs> but not to that point.
0: <laughs> oh, you got to drink the water. Yeah, stop. <laughs> Hey, uh, your camera's the same, but I think you're off centered a bit. Yeah. Um, I can never figure out which way to tell you. So just start moving. Yeah. That's the right way. Here we go. (laughs) That's better. There you go. (laughs)
1: All right. We made it. We made it. We made it. All right.
0: So yeah, Nick's going back to Louisiana. I've only been there once Baton Rouge around the LSU campus, but Mm -hmm. mostly to check out. This is when I worked in the real world, the corporate world and manufacturing. Went there to check out as Nick is probably has a few family members that work in the industry, but at the, the, the Exxon, Mm. Plants there where they make uh, plastic pellets for milk jugs and whatnot from yeah. petroleum products. So they're getting a little educational on the Star Wars time show today. Big industry in Louisiana um, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, that. So uh, next week we'll see. Maybe I'll reach out and try to bring in a, a co-host. Or um, sorry, Nick fans, it might be another Matt solo. But that's all right. I got to build up some some credit for young Nick because w- when I leave for the beach, he's gonna have a. Uh, Uh, probably the heaviest lifting he's he's had because the 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 two celebration well really only one celebration we were the official swts and we were both there covered it live we did daily podcasts from the show floor instead of writing articles which was easy but yeah this year we're not going Uh, we are gonna have some fans out there so maybe they can slide us some uh, some notes and images and whatnot but but Nick will be at home base, hopefully uh, covering the the bigger announcements, which we're going to talk about yeah. today, thanks to some of the panels being announced. Uh, but just, hey, during Celebration, even though we're not going to be there, we, we will still be getting content out there. Uh, we still plan to have a a pre-Celebration show, which will probably just be Nick. And then we plan to have a post-Celebration show while I am still on the road, um, but hopefully to to recap the premiere of Kenobi... Uh, and maybe also talk some of the, the more interesting reveals from Celebration. But who knows? Don't worry, though. The SWTS, we don't go dark, right? 2021, we took one fucking week <laughs> off. That One week. All right? Yeah. One week. One week where none of us talked. Outside of that, you had one of these two idiots talking to you on a Tuesday or a Wednesday and beyond, depending on how you consume this stupid little show. Okay, so, um, you know, we like to shoot the shit, get pop culture-ific, if you will, during our first segment of the show. So, uh, I want to talk about some things that released last week that I have now consumed and have opinions on. And I'm going to start with a very Star Wars-appropriate topic, and that is Sonic the Hedgehog, 2. Yes, yep. Okay. They actually do have a Star Wars reference, so it, it kind of lines up at least better than Morbius did last week. All right, so uh, I went and checked this out. and We we did like a, b- a big family thing. We took a, a neighbor friend for, for little Charlie to have a, a buddy. She was very happy. We did the AMC. Uh, Nick, I know you don't have them, but other people might live around AMCs. We did the dine-in delivery to seat. You get there, they drop your dinner there. The little girls loved it. But the important thing is the movie itself. Okay, so video games to movies is a dicey situation. Yep. Uh in fact it 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 it's it's mostly failed on all fronts. There, there are very few. Nick was talking about Uncharted last week. That's one that has had a successful crossover. Uh I'd argue the Sonic franchise at this point in time is definitely a success, if <laughs> not the most successful. Uh it is in terms of dollars, but yeah. y- you get the point. A lot of times Nick studios they're given kind of the golden egg. They're like, listen, you have an installed fan base for this video game, make a movie about it and they will come. Very Kevin Costner, like in a field of dreams, but they usually fuck it up. They either lean too much into let's make it just like the game. And then there's no story or, you know, let's get cute. Kind of like the halo series is doing and, 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 completely discount what has come before it and try to do something new and that usually sucks too sonic is not one of those franchises and that has been bolstered by the sequel which uh, to me i i think it it could be even better than the first one nick i don't did you enjoy the first sonic i haven't even seen it
1: (laughs) okay i have not watched any of the sonic movies yet I mean, it's not I because I don't you. want to either. It's just because like right. I saw it. I get it. I know it like released at like a weird time because it was like a rent. Wasn't the first one like kind of at the, like, the, the beginning of had, COVID?
0: Um, it might remember. have been. I think it was definitely 2019. It was 2018 or 2019. I can't remember. Yeah, uh, but it, it 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 had some controversy around it because you remember when the first yeah. one they, they did a trailer for it and it looked like the guys hated the Sonic. They're like, oh, my yeah. God, Sonic looks stupid. He's too lifelike. And and they actually delayed the movie and went back and changed the character and made fans happy. And then it, it came out and I actually thought it was a pretty damn good movie. Even if you don't have kids, I'd recommend checking it out. But anyways, sequel comes out. You know, sequels can be problematic you know, you're going to have a little bit of a built in fan base, but a lot of times the, the story kind of goes down the toilet. Not the case with our beloved Star Wars, but a lot of other trilogies, sometimes the middle movie uh, is, is a bit of a letdown, especially if the first one is good. But that, that's not the case with Sonic 2. Uh, I think it's fantastic. I really do. I mean, it, it sounds silly. Uh, I, I would say one of the standouts and the same point from the first one is Jim freaking Carey. Yeah, he's
1: I've heard if that you, he's really amazing. If
0: you grew up in the 80s and 90s uh, when I did and you remember Jim from In Living Color and, and Fire Marshal Bill and all his characters there. Let me tell you something, you know, that, that type of stuff. That guy Ace Ventura. In the Sonic movie, playing Doctor Robotnik, he channels that Jim Carrey again. Which, for someone again that that my first exposure to Carrey was his zany side, and I appreciated his serious side too. I mean, *Internal Sunshine*, *A Spotless Mind*, good movie. *Truman*, great movie. I mean, Carrey's a talent, but he 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 kind of got away from that over the top, slap sticky, very physical comedy type of performance. Yeah. But he Nick it's it's like he's he's embracing his past in the Sonic franchise as Robotnik and in the first one he's great and the second one clearly steals the show. I I mean it's just it's hard to not draw lines to his old characters that made us all back in the 80s and 90s just go this guy is fucking brilliant. He's hilarious. Uh, you know, all the over the top talking out of his asshole. The one yeah. he was the—that's still one of the best openings out of any movie in Ace Ventura when he's playing the <laughs> the UPS guy, just fucking punting the box down the street, Jeez. doing hacky sack with it. <laughs> I mean, us as toy collectors, we, we get this sometimes. You know, when we, our packages show up, and it does, it looks like they were they they had a sports match with it. So you know, Carrie once again in Sonic 2 just just fucking kills it. I mean, he plays a crazy uh, doctor better than anyone, yeah, uh, but you know the the new characters that they fold in from the video game world like like okay. tails and and knuckles, uh, it all kind of plays out flawlessly the the, the the story's fun and there's a lot of humor. Uh, and in, in the end, there's there's even a little bit of learning for the little ones, you know, you know what it what it means to be a part of a a, a family and what it means to really be a hero. And it, it's a good message that it tells by the end. So that, that's kind of my quick and dirty Sonic the Hedgehog two review. Uh, multiple lightsabers up, two lightsabers up from the Star Wars Time Show crew. At least this guy right here, well worth checking out. And uh, based on the stinger. It looks like we will be getting a full trilogy after all. Um, I would ask Nick if he would watch a third movie, but we've already had our first dropout of the show. So let me go ahead and bring him back in here. Um, We knew this was going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. uh, Because apparently he's on like beta version point (laughs) zero 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 one of a new Skype client for whatever fucking beta version his Windows is at. But he's back. i'm here so, I'm back. Um, yeah uh, all i was saying nick is that th- they have a stinger that that more or less sets up a third film so it looks like sonic especially this weekend like i said it became i think it is now the highest grossing video game the movie franchise of all time it, it did crazy numbers it, it, i think it did yeah. over 100 mil uh and the, and the stinger I won't spoil it but definitely sets up a third film and I'm looking forward to it as long as they bring back the main cast. I mean, even, even Marsden and, and Ben Schwartz as Sonic and, and Idris was great as Knuckles. I don't know. It's just fucking fun. Yeah. So, Uh,
1: so yeah, with the rumors swirling of, of Jim Carrey retiring, I know that they've already said that they wouldn't recast him. uh, If he did. retire. That would be a
0: bummer. It it would be a bummer. It'd be a bummer. Yeah. Um, I actually, I, I'm trying to, I mean, I don't want to give anything away. I, I kind of forget the ultimate fate and what happens with Robotnik at this point in time. Uh, but Hey, I know, mean, it's a Sonic movie. It ain't real. So I'm sure there's ways to bring them back if, if things did go a certain way at the end of the movie. But I, like I said, I, I can't remember the, the ultimate fate Gotcha. But yeah, if Carrie doesn't come back, I think that would that would be it would suck a lot of the wind out of the franchise. That, okay. That's how much he brings to it. I don't want to say he carries it, but he definitely enhances it uh, and, and elevates it for sure. Yeah. No
1: yeah. Well, I definitely want to see it. So, I mean, I have to watch the first one before I see the second one, obviously. And maybe I, I could probably squeeze in a, a first movie viewing here uh maybe next week or so but um yeah i mean i i played sonic when i was growing up i enjoyed it like i've always been a fan but yeah i mean the the first movie came out january 2020 i don't know what was going on then because we really hadn't hit COVID lockdowns yet until march so i don't know i I mean oh, so
0: it was 20 okay i'm an idiot i thought it was later than that
1: yeah january 2020 is when it came out so um yeah, I mean that's just, I I just gotta catch up catch it, because I know that like I've only ever heard good things. I love the redesign too because I was one of the people who was like, okay, well this looks fucking terrible because this looks like the most derpy terrible Sonic ever. But when I saw the redesign, I was like, okay, well now uh, my interest is renewed. So now I actually just have to follow through on that fucking. Two
0: years. Yeah, it, it, it trust me, you, you you won't feel like you've wasted an hour forty five or or however long they are. So yeah. check them out; they're both worth seeing. The other thing that I dabbled in finally and have some thoughts on is Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. Finally, well, I didn't finally actually picked it up right after the show last week, but I play video games like a geriatric these days. I I barely play them. If I do, I might get an hour in and then I either have to go do something or I mean, really, Nick, I don't know if you experience this these days. I, I know you don't have you don't have the kid drawing you. So so that that's different, but. Do you find in your 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 older age these days? You know, you're in your, in your thirties. Do you, do you find it's hard for you to play video games for more than an hour, two hours max these days, or can you still pull some legit sessions?
1: No, I don't. I don't typically play for that long anymore. Um, yeah, it's usually like an hour. Or so, and and really with video games now, like something has to pull me into wanting to play it. So, like for example. I started playing Uncharted 4 like this past week after the podcast because I really enjoyed the Uncharted movie. Like the Uncharted movie pulled me right back into that franchise and now I have 4 and I have Lost Legacy to play. And since then, like I've been playing 4 basically like for like an hour or two every day, just like doing one of the chapters, putting it down. But yeah, I typically don't have long sessions where I'll play like Five six hours in a row and not yeah, stop. Yeah,
0: it's I, I don't. I mean, I, I know it, it, it. It's getting older. Family. Uh, I credit a lot of mine to what I did for ten years straight working in video games. That that kind of killed a lot of the just passion the, the passion it. of playing. Yeah, sadly, as, as sad as that sounds, but that industry is rough. It's a grind. Uh, don't think anyone in video games journalism is making a lot of money or really in uh, you know killing it in the bank accounts uh but yeah i just I, I can't do it but i have found with lego star wars the skywalker saga you know doing more than an hour getting up to two hours is much more feasible because it, it is it's a, it's a very i don't know i mean dude it's 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 a brain dead type of game which yeah. you know check that's perfect for me these days um but it, it uh, dude it's just it's it's such a nostalgia fest uh, so when you first boot it up and I, I love this i actually went to the discord and by the way if you want to join the discord we've got an open link in our instagram profile at star wars time show check it out but when you boot it up and, and i love this and I, I think it's it's it was the right move there's only two episodes unlocked what two episodes do you think are unlocked when you first turn on the game what say you
1: eight and nine <laughs> you troll you fucking troll. <laughs> eight and nine. no
0: what, no it's, it's four a, and five it's no episode one and episode four and, and oh, i actually wow, think okay. that that was a good choice because you're always going to have the crowd you know my generation that may want to know i'm always going to start four five six and then back at you know ass backwards into one two three yeah because that's how they were delivered to us. But you're also going to have the generation where, all right, we're going to start chronologically now. So I, I like that they give you the choice, depending on what type of fan are you. Do you want to get right into Phantom Menace and, and start from the beginning? Or do you want to kind of relive your first fond memories of Star Wars in A New Hope? So I, 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 I appreciate that. I, because I'm nuts and OCD... You got to go chronological. And and that's how I watch the movies these days. I, I can't go back to the way I grew up. Which is odd to say, considering how I used to feel about the prequels. But these days, if I'm doing a rewatch of Star Wars, Nick, it has to start at one. Are you goofy like that? Or do you still start no. with the old I ones? mean, like, I don't
1: even really do full rewatches anymore. I'll just watch whatever movie I feel like watching. Like, right. I just, most of the time if I'm putting on something probably going to be one of the original movies. Um, but I haven't done a full like nine movie rewatch since the yeah. ninth movie came out since Cross came out. Yeah. I mean, I'll just like, I'll have stuff on in the background. I'll stop in and, and watch it if it's on TV. Um, but honestly, like the thing is about like, me like I don't really watch a lot of TV anymore. The only time that I actually have a TV on around me is like when Taylor and I convene for the end of the day, like you know, six thirty, seven o'clock, time to start cooking dinner, um, and then we'll sit down and we'll watch TV from basically like eight o'clock until eleven when she goes to sleep, um, and that's really the only time that I watch TV, because um, even like during the day. Like I don't I don't typically have a full day's work to do, but like I'll I'll be on my computer, I'll play a video game for a little while, or I'll you know, read an article, then I'll go out take the dog for a walk and do other stuff. But yeah, I I typically people are sitting there thinking now, like how how can
0: I get Nick's job? He gets to watch TV for three hours at night and then it sounds like during the day he's either doing what he wants or playing video games.
1: The the way that you get the job that I have is you uh, work you move to austin you work super hard for the the first four or five years you're here and then quit you, a few
0: jobs and then then get some of the people that you used to yeah. work work with from I the mean, old jobs
1: have a good relationship with the people who you who actually benefit from your work <laughs>
0: <laughs> and yeah, that's don't what be an when asshole you. basically yeah. what that comes down to so yeah i i mean <laughs> I, um, yeah, we're, we're you know, not with like the movies, TV we're, on
1: in the background kind of family. Like we don't, yeah, no, we don't,
0: do that. not, not here either. I mean, at, at night we, we schedule around seven thirty eight family, you know, gathers, kid goes on the iPad, mom and dad, we watch an episode of a series we've been going through, which is discovery season four right now. And then the women go to bed and I typically lay on the couch and don't accomplish much besides <laughs> looking at my phone and the TV and then my TV and then my phone. And then I look at my phone, and then I look at the TV. And eventually, I make a menu choice on either device, and then I just start looking at like a splash screen. You know, like, hey, it's Seinfeld. <laughs> and then I'll look at my phone, and you, you know how yeah, it goes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, my, my Star Wars is these days, like Chaos is saying in the, in the live stream here. If you want to join the live stream, every Tuesday, 2.30p east, youtube.com slash Time Show. I really have become someone where chronology matters. Like I have to watch stuff at, in the order the story is meant to play out, you know, from Anakin slave boy to, uh, redemption and talking to Ray on Exegol. You know what I mean? That's just, just yeah. how it goes. But anyways, so back to Lego star Wars, the Skywalker saga. Fired up Phantom Menace, and, and really it is, dude. It, it's like a, a tour through the movies, the, the highlights. And and my favorite part, is it's not the gameplay. The gameplay is as dumb as it gets. <laughs> I, I mean, it's even, I, I think it's even dumber than Lego Star Wars used to be, meaning that there aren't puzzles that impede story progress anymore. I mean, there's a lot of puzzles to get special bricks and, and ships and characters, but if you just want to play the fucking story, it really is just walking through the moments. Uh, you know, in Phantom Menace, you start right there in uh, Naboo space, landing on the Trade Federation ship, going through all that. Then you're on Naboo, running into Jar Jar, and then go down to the Gungan stronghold. And then you're back in Thede, and you rescue the princess. I mean, they, they hit all of the major beats of the movies, but I, I think my favorite part, Nick are the cutscenes because not only do they reflect what's happening in the movies, but they always add in that Lego cheekiness yeah, that, that, that we have come scenes. to love. Yeah. You know, like you'll, 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 be in the background and you know, it's a Newt gun race scene and he, you know, he's on his mechanized chair and the chair goes crazy and he's like flying around in the back while the other <laughs> Nemoidians are talking. It's just stupid hijinks like that, that I think just adds <laughs> to it just adds a little flavor to the the to the Star Wars tales. Um, so it, all that's great. Like it, it's mindless gameplay, which I love. You know, just walk. I mean, literally, it has a marker if you want to just go right there and you'll progress. But it's also, I would argue, a bit of an open world Lego Star Wars game in that yeah, you're taken to like a a new part of a world, but you can explore without advancing the story you could go try to get these kyber bricks which you can use to increase skills like your running speed your building speed jedi skills mandalorian skills you name it bounty hunter skills so there's a ton of that for people that you know like completionists that want to go find every damn thing you can on a level so there's there's a ton of variety and there are puzzles and i think the puzzles are pretty damn good but they're not like i said they're I remember Lego Star Wars games, the puzzles were a part of the main campaign The progression,
1: like you had to get past them to move.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And, and, you know, I I guess they have some light ones. You know, you got to hit like a switch or something, but it's not like they used to be. But those that do like puzzles, there are plenty for you, especially in free play. Uh, that's one of the things I would, a little bit of a knock, you know, free plays back, back, which is nothing new to Lego star Wars. But I would like when you're going through the level the first time, instead of completing steps ABC, and then you figure out by step D, you need a specific character class that they would have said at step A, like, Hey, asshole, there's no point in you doing this because you only have Jedi and a droid and you need a Mandalorian. So, (laughs) Just wait for free play. I have found a lot of those instances, Nick, where I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't feel like going and advancing the story quite yet. I want to get this Kyber brick and I'll be like, sweet, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. And that's like, oh shit, there's a gold crate. Only Amando can open it. Okay. Well, oh, okay. there was no Mandalorians in attack of the clones. So I guess I'm coming back in free play if I really want this brick. Yeah. Um, another knock. You to start. Your running speed is slow enough that you may want to stick objects into your eyes after a little bit. <laughs> because, dude, these levels, like I said, I don't want to call them hub worlds, but they, they're sort of hubs, and they're big. Like, they are, they're they are big enough to explore that when you're running like you have molasses on the soles of your feet, Especially for someone that is very impatient by nature. It's like, okay, come on. Come on, Qui-Gon. I saw you run fucking quick in the movie. Where's that speed now, Flash? <laughs> Luckily, if you get enough Kyber bricks, you can increase running speed by 10% and then 30%. But there, that still requires running to get more bricks and solve puzzles. So I wasn't a fan to, fan of the slow running speed to start. Um, outside of that, though, dude... I. <laughs> Like I said, I, I'm not doing a ton of the side quests. There's plenty of those. I'm not doing a lot of the challenges. There's tons of those. Just going through the movies, I'd say The Phantom Menace took uh, around two hours or so, which I, I, that's pretty good. That, that, yeah. That's some good gameplay for a, a truncated version of The Phantom Menace in a LEGO Star Wars game. And and that, like I said, that's just me more or less running to progress story, progress story, progress story, and not doing a lot of the fuckery. People like my man Chaos, he could probably squeeze 15 hours out of the Phantom Menace <laughs> with all of the shit you can do. I mean, Nick, you can get new ships, new characters, Kyber pieces, other pieces. I, I mean, there, there is no shortage of random shit to do if you're a completionist. Um, so I, it's great. I mean, it's exactly what I expected it to be. Uh, I wish the, the music would not veer from John Williams's score as often as it does. Like, you know, sometimes in a game, if you, if you get into an encounter, the, the tempo, the music will increase Nick, like to, to kind of increase the tension. Yeah. Well, they, they do that. And it's like, dude, you have the best musical score of all time. As the backtrack, wh- why are we doing this? Like, wh- why are we bringing in like? Blah, 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 blah. It's like no, just just let John's music play, whatever themes he was using in Attack of the Clones. That, that's where I'm currently at. That's why I keep bringing up clones. Just let it go. Like, we don't need Homeboy's interpretation of a sped up John Williams theme because we have to go chase some fucking pit droids around Mos Espa and smack them on the head five times. <laughs> All right. Just keep that, those beautiful yeah. scores that that guy wrote for Attack of the Clones in place. Um, and I, last but not least, I, I think flying and, and uh, kind of getting from system to system and, and what you can do before you land on a planet may be one of my favorite things. I've really enjoyed the, the kind of on-rails flying missions. Uh, Nick, you know, in, in Attack of the Clones, there's a mission based on guess what, the Zam wessel chase. That's cool, and it's kind of fun to, to fly through Coruscant and your little Lego deal. And, and, I'm glad that and they could down.
1: make that scene enjoyable in the game because man, that scene in the movies was a mess.
0: <laughs> oh, it's and they they change up the cutscenes too. Like when you walk in, Anakin's in there. Like I, I, I think you remember, it's almost like he's wrestling those worms and showing off for Padme and. And uh, Obi-Wan tries to jump out of the window and he gets stuck. So Anakin jumps out with him and they both go flying out. It just, like I said, the the little comedic changes they add to the canon moments, that's it. That's the Lego polish that I wanted. It, it, It just gives, like I said, a little bit of cheekiness to the movie moments that we all, at this point in time, could probably act out ourselves. We've seen them so many times. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's a hit, man. It, it's fun. I, I just got the kid interested in it last night. She's a complete noob. I mean, holding the controller is is like holding a nuclear reactor for her right now. She doesn't quite know what to do. Uh, but she, when she was doing it and kind of seeing what we could do and the moments that would happen when we accomplish a goal, she's like, man, this is really cool. I'm glad <laughs> you let me play. I'm like, dude, I've been asking you. Since yeah. I got it last Tuesday and you, you want to go out and play with your friends. You're six now and you're, you got all these friends and best friends and making bracelets for each other. Old dad's down here playing Lego Star Wars and no one wants to play with them. I'm starting to already see my future life, Nick. It's, it's going back to lonely, lonely man in the basement type of living.
1: Yeah. You'll, you'll have a, you'll have a stretch of that coming soon with, with Charlie It's sad, man. I mean, she, she (laughs) just
0: turned six last Monday and it's like, fuck. And I knew it. I mean, I listened to all my elders like, dude, it's going to go quick. It's, you know, you, you sit there like, Oh yeah, I know. I know. I know. And you do know, but when you reflect on it, you still go like, fuck my goddamn baby's six. Yeah. Almost done with kindergarten going into first grade in a few months. Like how soon before I'm sitting down here with crocodile tears talking about her leaving the fucking house. <laughs> it's, it's no good. I don't like it. Slow down time. Where is the DeLorean? Somebody, please. Flash, Superman, Life's reverse the start planet
1: faster again now that <laughs> that stuff from COVID is starting to open and it's not just like this like super nuclear in the house type of oh, family dude, life. It I mean wrong.
0: This, this weekend alone, I, I got a true taste of it. Friday, I pick her up from school. I make sure she does her homework. She had a few chores to do. And she's like, see ya. I'm going out to play. Didn't come back till like 7 o'clock. Eating at the neighbor's <laughs> house. Hey, can I have tacos? At, well, we're, it's pizza night. You know that. You're not going to get any of you. I know. I want to stay over at Max. Okay. She gets back 7. Hey, where's the pizza? Hey, you. Hey, listen. <laughs> I told you. If you want to eat with your friend, you're eating with your friend. You're not getting the pizza. And then Saturday all day playing another birthday party she's there till like 7 mom and i get to watch no time to die finally the last james bond movie we we've been trying to watch that for months but it's hard when you got a you know a little kid in the house and then sunday again out all day playing until the night so you know it, it is it's it's there i'm already what do i do you know i on sunday i was i was actually doing shit that i needed to do finally i was getting shit done cleaning cleaning flat surfaces with too much shit piled on top of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it is sad. It is fun. But fuck, I, I'm I'm not liking this. And, and I'm good at kind of, I'm good at empathy and put myself in other people's shoes. But I'm also good at projecting into the future, at least for myself. And I, I'm not going to deal with this stuff well. I, I'm not going to deal with, you know, the empty nest when that happens and, uh, boyfriends and staying out past curfew. I, I it's going to kill me. I'm going to have gotta, a fucking stroke when she's, when she's in her teens. I just know it. You I gotta know enjoy it. these early years while you can. <laughs> yeah. they have been great, but the writing is on the wall. She is no longer, I mean, she's always going to be my little girl, my little baby, but she is a hundred percent woman now. She's her thing. Knows what she likes, likes what she knows. <laughs> All right, there. There you go, people. Lego Star Wars, two lightsabers up, as well as Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I I definitely think both of those are worth your entertainment dollars if you have budgeted them so. Okay, let's talk a little—well, I guess, yeah, we've been talking Star Wars, right? That's why I did Sonic first. See, I'm smart. I know (laughs) what to do. I am having a hard time focusing today because I was just listening to Stern and I think it was yesterday's show. And there was a lady on lovely lady on there, Nick, from Australia. And she has two vaginas. I didn't know that was a thing. And apparently it is like there are there are some females out there that can literally have two uteruses, two vagina holes, two cervixes and one clit. And it it's mind boggling especially when she talked about how that thing works and the right side the left side and one's for the husband one's for clients it was pretty wild so never never a dull moment on the stern show yeah (laughs) i love that guy man just love that guy all right mandalorian and uh i'm gonna call bullshit but i'm also going to kind of Explain what I think our friend Giancarlo Esposito was talking about. All right, Nick. So I am previewing this lead that dropped. Uh, I don't know, yesterday. Yeah, yesterday, in which Giancarlo Esposito, A.K.A. Gus Fringe, A.K.A. Moff Gideon, uh, dropped on the Rich Eisen show. Everybody remember? Rich Eisen used to be on Sports Center. Now he kind of does his own thing. Um, really has. You know, maybe a couple more thousand people that watches his podcast. So I guess I shouldn't feel too bad, considering he was a national brand. <laughs> um, but on the um, on the podcast, Nick, and it was wide ranging, and I, I believe he was talking to him for Better Call Saul, which I think debuts the fifteenth of April. I don't know if you're a a Better Call Saul or Breaking Bad type of fan. No, okay, I Yeah, yeah I think that. The final season of Saw, I believe, drops this week. So they're out there promoting it. Uh, But on the show, you know, you you act in Star Wars, Nick. It's some call it a curse. Some call it, you know, it could boost your career. But you're going to get asked about Star Wars anywhere you go, even if you're promoting. thank you. Even if you're not promoting Star Wars. So on the Rich Eisen show. Mr. Eisen asked Mr. Esposito, Hey, Jean Carlo, what can you tell me and my kids about The Mandalorian Season 3? When, when are we going to be able to watch it? When is Season 3 going to be available for us schlubs that have to wait until it comes out on Disney Plus? And here is what Jean Carlo said. And it's it's very interesting, although... I think wires were crossed or we are inferring a different meaning. So we'll we'll kind of break it down after I I lay it out. So here's, here's what Jean Carlos said, Moff Gideon. You'll get it soon. I've got a little few things to do in regard to that, to put some finishing touches on what I do. I believe it'll be sometime this summer. No date set yet, but coming soon. Okay, Nick, so... A few things we can unpack from that statement. Yeah. A, it sounds like he either hasn't filmed yet, or he's doing some sort of a reshoot. That's what I was correct, or no? He's
1: probably got either reshoots or pickups to do. I would imagine that he doesn't have every scene left to film. Like he's already done right a bulk of the work, but there's either reshoots or pickups that need to be done. Soon. Well, we
0: know, I mean, we know that we didn't cover it because Nick and I are getting to the point, like, is, is this really worth talking about? The, hey, Mandalorian season three production is yeah, wrapped. production Look, Misty wrapped. Rosa said so, and Carl Weather said so. All right. Yeah. We, Go we team. We mentioned
1: did I mean, last week, I think. But
0: right. So we know the production's wrapped. So the fact that he was talking to Rich over the weekend, like, hey, I got a few things to do. It, it does sound like, I don't know if it's some ADR or or as Nick is thinking, maybe maybe just a, a one-day pickup type of shot. Um, more than likely, reshoots. But then he goes on to say, in terms of when are we going to be able to see it, I believe it'll be sometime this summer. No date set yet, but coming soon. Okay, so I
1: don't think that he's even...
0: <laughs> so here's, you're right. I mean, God loved the man. He He's one of the best interviewers out there, or interviewees, because he usually does typically tell more than he should yeah Uh, you sometimes in a smart way where he can kind of wiggle out of it because they haven't killed him yet so he clearly hasn't crossed the red line right i mean he's not dead um but yeah there's there's no for those of you that might be like oh yeah let me let me burst your bubble no shot in hell mandalorian season three is releasing this summer a they just finished Principal. So unless they did a lot of the season when they filmed the Book of Boba Fett Mando stuff, I just don't see how it's even feasible that you get a month or two to do post for it to launch in the summer. Yeah. B, Disney in its, in its fucking shareholder meetings like months ago has said Andor is slated for RQ4, which we know is something like uh, July to September. So Andor more than likely is getting the summer slot. And as we've said on this silly little show, you can pretty much take it to the bank that the Mando season three is going to eat up its usual time slot, which is end of year. Yep. Either uh, October, November, or they may even do a Book of Boba deal where they release it right at the end of the year and it carries a bit into 23. Yep. So he's either just fucking whipping shit out there to make the host happy he's clueless as to how long it takes to finish his series that he works in or he was referring to that we will learn about its release date sometime this summer yeah what do you I, think nick I, you think he was talking out of his ass or i we think just that he like kind of under, under understood him or didn't just, understand him he
1: just likes to talk <laughs> Like, like John, Gian- John Carlos seems like the guy, Make the people just, happy, right? Yeah. He's like, Hey,
0: Hey Rich, you, you and your, you and your fucking kids, you want the Mandalorian release date? Guess what? Yeah. Summer. summer. How's that? There it is. I don't leave me it. alone. Dickhead. Now Shit. ask me about better call. So yeah, like
1: I mean like knowing that he literally still has something to either ADR or shoot means that yeah. this is definitely not coming out in summer. Um, no. Yeah. I, I just think he doesn't know. So he's just like, yeah, sure, summer, sometime. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like he, yeah. Like it was very non committal. I believe it'll be sometime this summer. No dates set yet, but coming soon. So, like, yeah, it's, he probably doesn't know. Nobody is probably telling him the release date either, like uh, internally. So they're just like, all right, thanks, G, you know, GC. We'll see you in a bit. Um, I mean, honestly,
0: we could argue Disney doesn't even fucking know the release date Yeah, yet, Disney's probably I mean, still tooling. Figuring out you would there. think Disney wants to get release dates out, because what does that do? That, that's a signal flare to fans, like, hey, keep paying us, stay on that fucking hook, keep giving us your $9 a month, or this is when you can start paying us again. They, they want those dates out there. Like, Disney's not trying to hide release dates, they just, I mean, sometimes I think they have to kind of hedge their bet and, hey, we don't want to get too ahead of the production and the team doing all this stuff. Uh, but we also don't want to just surprise people like, oh, hey, it's coming out next week. They probably have the date in mind. And, you know, I, I believe it is probably going to be November, December of 2022. In fact, guaranteed, uh, guaranteed December. I mean, it, it, this show is not going to go into 23. You're getting Mando season three this year. There's no doubt about it. They're not letting that show lapse for two plus years. It's just no. not happening. But yeah, um, I don't see a yeah, reason it, why it, you
1: would push it into a summer window. E- no. Either either way,
0: yeah. I mean, bro, we don't even know Bad Batch's date yet, and, yeah. but it's coming out in 2022, and they're never gonna cluster fuck the Star Wars shows. I mean, they don't even cluster fuck the MCU shows. Every show gets some breathing room. I think the only time we've had some uh, laps was uh, Bad Batch and Loki last year, but two different properties, so I think they were okay with that. Um, I I just never see a Bad Batch and an Ant. Well, maybe. I mean, if Bad Batch is another 16-episode season and they want to get it cleaned up before Mando, maybe you get some crossover with Andor, but even that I kind of doubt because... With their one-day Wednesday bullshit drop, I don't think they want to blow that big of a wad every Wednesday.
1: Yeah, and that's probably why, like knowing that all three of these shows have to come out this year and knowing that Bad Batch is going to be a longer run than any of the live-action ones, that's probably why the decision was made for the Kenobi two-episode premiere to save a week on the end of that and then give you more time for, for Bad Batch in the beginning of the summer. Um, because if we figure it's a 16 episode season, that's 16 weeks of content, unless they do like double drops, like they're doing for, yeah. cause
0: they did, they did, um, season one, Nick, they, they did a mega did episode like first, one, which, yeah, which like, is, I mean, they, they, they still, I believe they still call it episode one, but it took up two episodes worth of content. Exactly.
1: So, so I think that, if we, if we play it out to where Kenobi comes out on the 20, May 29th and has a five-week run instead of a six-week run, that would essentially put us to... Let's do some date math here. So that would put us to... The 5th would be episode 3. June 5th. June 12th would be episode 4. June 19th would be episode 5. And then June 26th would be the last episode. So you would only have... A month run like a like a solid one month for yeah kenobi and then you could feasibly if you wanted to jump right into it do august 3rd or if you're going to do a wednesday do august 6th drop or july 6th drop or uh bad batch but then that would take four months like you have to <laughs> like that would be a four month run so that would go all the way until like october <laughs>
0: Yeah, because Bad Batch last year was the May four treat. That was your double episode, mm-hmm. uh, and then I think you got an episode that Friday because this this was before dipshit yep, had uh, the grand idea of like oh, let's move everything to Wednesday because <laughs> that's a good idea because families want to gather around the TV on Wednesday nights instead of the f- going into the weekend, you dick, <laughs> or t- dickheads. To- so it would be, it
1: like. If we if it was a sixteen episode single single episode every week drop it wouldn't end until October nineteenth if it started on
0: yeah well, I don't I mean July maybe th- they reduce do- yeah. I I don't we don't even know if if BB is getting another sixteen I mean who yeah. knows if they're gonna keep them the same or if they're gonna shorten it or how they could even lengthen it I believe Andor is is long longer episode not longer episodes but more episodes than uh, Mando as well. I I think Andor is, is approaching 14, Nick. Am I, can we get a a Google check on that?
1: Andor's 12. Okay.
0: So, So I mean, unless they double up there, same thing Nick is saying, we're looking at almost three months of, of content with, with Andor, unless we get a double up. Yeah. And so that like, it,
1: it gets a really squirrely these, with these three particular shows, because of how many episodes we could be talking about for each one. Um, I would yeah, yeah. hope that we don't have a lot of downtime between Kenobi and Bad Batch.
0: Oh, I don't think so. I I mean, I, maybe a week or two, really. Yeah. And they they got to get rolling as you you've laid it out here. I mean, if you back up Andor and BB, you're you're through the year almost. So uh, there may be some overlap with Bad Batch. Maybe they they qualify because it's an animated series and it's not live action. But uh, I, I don't know how you get get all the shows out unless Andor truly starts late late August and runs us up to December. Yeah, that would. Um, probably but there, there there may be some overlap with Bad Batch and Andor. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how you do it and get them all out on their own uh, without pushing things into twenty three. But I'm sticking to my guns. Mando, definitely not coming out this summer. So go ahead. You can you can uncancel your vacations and and go back to where you want to go. Jean uh, Carlo was probably just, you know, another interview, just blowing smoke out his ass to yeah. move it on, <laughs> just to move on to the next question. Um, but I, I would think, and you know, th- this leads us into some of our upcoming topics, but I, I hope we get some of this information here towards the end of May at Celebration. You know, yeah. a little more clarity on, I mean, fuck, we, we haven't even, we haven't seen a damn thing from Andor outside of the sizzle reel and the logo from like two or three years ago. Nothing yeah. official. It's all been leaked shit since. So they, they, they've got to be doing something or revealing more at Celebration, which we yeah. will talk about coming up. But before we get there, Nick, uh, there was some Ahsoka series news that popped up this week. Um, you know, we, we hemmed and hauled on this one, but I, I do like what this gentleman has done before. And, um, we're talking about the news that one of the directors and Nick, you, you're kind of the expert on this one, but is it sound like he's only been tapped to do an episode of Ahsoka or is he kind of like going to be the Deborah Cho and, and he gets the whole thing?
1: It seems like he's only on for one episode, at least from, from what the reports are saying thus far. Okay. Um, and even on his IMDB, like these reports are so like early that they don't even, he's, it's not even listed on his IMDB page. So, uh, this is from THR, um, tapped as a director of Ahsoka, which leads me to believe that this is probably going to be a one episode spot. Um, for those of you who don't know, Peter Ramsey is the one of the co-directors of into the spider verse so One of the greatest were,
0: movies of all time.
1: Yeah, so if you're a big fan of Into the Spider Verse, he was he did that. He also directed um, Rise of the Guardians, which was another animated project over at DreamWorks, um, and uh, Monsters vs. Aliens: Mutant Pumpkins from Outer Space, which was a TV short in 2009.
0: You know what, Nick? I wonder if Filoni tapped him because of his animation roots. You know, they're kind of like
1: yeah, kindred brethren. spirits.
0: Yeah, um, exactly.
1: I, I mean, it does make sense, but even before... Not, not
0: that Ahsoka is going to be animated, yeah. but it's like Nick's reading all this guy's credits and he's in animation just like yeah. Floney was before The Mandalorian. So. And I
1: mean, even more so, his he started off in the art department. Like, he has art department credits as far back as 1989, so he's been in the game for a long time. And oh, that's yeah. also he's kind of like where. He's just like Filoni then. Yeah, that's, just like that's, him. that's right where Filoni started. So um, it it is kind of a kindred spirit type of thing where he sees this guy who's been killing it in animation, especially with Spider-Verse. And he says, hey, you know, I'll, I'll give you a chance to take some live action steps and make something happen here. Um, the only thing that he has done in live action in terms of directing that's on his IMDb right now. Well, actually, oh uh, yeah, no, no, no live action, even in his TV work directing. So uh, it's going to be his first time actually doing any sort of directing with uh, with live action. So it, I it, mean, it's, it's
0: Dave is more or less mirroring his experience with John Favreau. Yeah. John brought him in because of his knowledge and expertise and Lucasfilm was probably like, hey, John, we love your ideas, but now you, you need this guy. Yeah. Like you need the walking encyclopedia of Lucas. Uh, but John gave Dave his first crack at getting behind a, a real camera. You know, it's yeah. funny if you if you go back and watch that first. Uh, whatever the fuck they're called behind the magic or what's the, what's the name of that series? The, uh, the, behind the Disney Gallery. Shit. Yeah, the Disney – if you go back and watch the very first one at the end of season one, Mando, and if you haven't watched it, you have to because it's – there's some fucking gospel in there from Dave Filoni. In particular, his thoughts on Qui-Gon Jinn and how impactful his death was on the journey of the Chosen One. It's deep shit. It's fantastic. And it just shows you this man's beautiful Star Wars mind. But throughout it, Favreau just fucking makes fun of him nonstop because he was only an animator yeah. before getting the Mandalorian. And, and hey, if, if you tuned into anything, the Oscars, there was a big stink. Like, why? Why isn't animation held in the same regard as regular filmmaking? Like, wh- why? Why are we like the redheaded stepchild here? Yeah. When arguably it's harder to do
1: things in animation <laughs> Than it is to do yeah. it in fucking
0: live action. Like it's, you're you're definitely it's, managing more people. I mean, think about it. you. You got to manage the artists. You're like, nah, you you didn't get the right emotion in their face on cell five thousand. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now I got to spend a week fixing one fucking pixel. Yeah. You motherfucker. You know artists, like that type of shit. Animators,
1: voice actors. Yeah. You know riggers. You got all this type of stuff. Environmental artists, because not only are you creating your characters you're creating your environment which right. usually just yeah, you, you, the world you you don't you can't
0: know. go on a lo- you can't go scout locations for animation you have to make them i mean yes you sometimes you have to build practical sets uh but a lot of times especially in the case of mando and some of these star wars shows you build that fucking volume and hey we can go anywhere we want we just gotta throw a few some set dressing in here we're ready to go so yeah. it, it is i, I that just kind of struck me as as interesting that that peter really this is going to be his kind of dipping his toe into the live action pond, just like Filoni did a few years back now. So I, I'm wondering if there, that, that was some of the impetus in, in bringing him on like another, Hey, another brother from my animation mother. Let's, uh let, let's get your, you know, let, let's get your feet wet here in the live action and, and, and see what you can bring. Cause you know, obviously we've all appreciated what Dave has brought to his, few times behind the camera uh, many of us have lauded his episodes as some of the best in both the Mandalorian and the book of Boba Fett uh, so clearly it works he, he he knows what he's doing even though he started as an animator so um, yeah I, I like this I mean like I said Into the Spider-Verse one of the best movies out there it just I remember the first time I saw it just how different it looked i I love the music the 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 characters the like said the visual style is just bananas and where's the fucking sequel i mean goddamn covid come on i mean that that thing should be out here by now Uh, i think spider-verse was easily 18 or 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 19 at this point in time so um i think across the spider-verse should be i would think ready soon 2022 2023 yeah i'm not sure ask peter
1: because he's not, I don't know, he's not listed as a director or um it says uh, across the Spider-Verse, he's a producer. Uh Part one is 2022, it says, and then part yeah, two is 2023.
0: So, All right. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully we'll, you know, get some, some trailers start popping up over the summer. I'm guessing it's going to be one of those Christmas time type of drops like the first was. Uh, but yeah, it, it, people, if you haven't seen Into the Spider-Verse yet, go for it. Amazing. i'd say even if, even if you're not a spider-man fan it's just a it's a very unique way to tell an animated story um just the soundtrack matches perfectly to the visuals and the moments and characters are great the multiverse stuff is fun you got you know characters from all over nick fucking cage is in it mm-hmm. i mean come on yeah <laughs> i i honestly i want to i don't know if you've seen previews for this but i want to go see that Uh, nick cage movie where he's playing himself and pedro pascal hires him because he's nick cage or like it
1: was (laughs) something it's like the the unbearable weight of massive Uh, talent or something like that i definitely want to see that
0: it looks great it's just like you gotta love nick cage because he's i mean he's out there essentially saying like i will make any fucking movie around to get paid to pay off debts and that that's what he's doing like nick cage is in movies left and right because he's got to pay off fucking debts and his collections yeah. hobby. Like this the, guy spends money still like like he's in the Oscar worthy yeah. movies.
1: And the thing is, is like if you talk to any director that's ever worked with him, they're like, it doesn't matter if it's a budget of $100 million or if it's a budget of $100,000. Like he gives it his all. He goes yeah. all fucking out no matter what role it is, I, no matter dude, I, what it is. Like he's there.
0: 100%. Nick Cage to me is a Hollywood treasure. Uh, yeah. The guy is brilliant. I mean, some of the some very memorable movies from the you know 80s, especially the 90s, Gone in 60 Seconds always mm. comes to mind Love Either, it. Go, Love it. with, you know, with his temple move and uh, The Rock, right? That movie uh face off i mean come on he he, the guy was in some fantastic flicks in the in the 90s
1: i even like the first ghost rider like the first ghost rider movie the second one was was pretty bad but the first ghost rider movie i was actually pretty impressed how that came out i was like wow that's a different direction that marvel movies had taken and i thought he did a great job playing johnny plays
0: he's like that what the like the batman character in the kick-ass movies i mean it's nick cage and the, the fact that he signed on to do a movie that's essentially making fun of him doing movies now just to make money is fantastic. Con Air is another one. Thank you, Bat. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know why we're talking about Nick Cage, but he is definitely a, a Hollywood treasure and deserves every accolade that has been thrown his way. I mean, yeah. even, even like his, his toupee and stuff is fantastic. You just gotta <laughs> love him. Oh yeah. Okay, so um, yeah, we're 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 slowly getting some Ahsoka news. Uh, it should start filming here. I I, I think a little fi- bit.
1: Filming for it starts next month in Los Angeles.
0: Yeah, oh. I, I was gonna say. I, I know it's right around celebration time, and I believe that the acolyte is too. Yeah. And I think I said this last week, but if you're one of these people, like, oh, the acolyte, the girl's doing it, I mean, you're one of those fucking morons. Watch Russian Dolls on Netflix. It's about, second season's about to drop in a few days. But Leslie Hedlund not only directs it, but helped, wrote it. And I think you really get to see her, her style. And I, I like the way she shoots. I also like the way she writes. And I, 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 I'm anticipating that carrying over into The Acolyte. Uh, cause I just rewatched season one with the wife, cause uh, you know we sometimes need a quick show, like a little twenty thirty minute or, and, that, and yeah. that's a fantastic one. Um, but the writing in that show, like again, it's like just just watch it. That that lady's mind is dirtier than a man's. I promise you. I promise <laughs> you. I mean, some of the dialogue that comes out of uh, what's her name, Natasha Leone's mouth, yep. the lead uh, the lead actress, it's it's unbelievable. It's it's beautiful. I mean, it is beautiful I love horrible I, I love swearing over the top swearing <laughs> I mean that's why I love Peacemaker so much that's why I loved a uh, hit man bodyguards wife I mean some of the dialogue that comes out of Selma Hayek's mouth you're just like well, it's a,
1: and then like for Selma Hayek too like that's not her typical type uh, of like right. she, you know yeah you,
0: you you expect it out of Sammy J yeah. who, who plays her husband but like she puts him to shame with some of the stuff she says and does. It's just so good. What, what can I say? Toilet humor for life. Bad words, tits and a I'm a very simple man. <laughs> okay, so right. um next up we have getting on
1: st- some some celebration news. For those of you out there who will be attending and don't know exactly what you're going to be able to get into, we do have a couple of back-to-back pieces here with some cool shit that you may be able to attend if you are going to
0: Anaheim for the shit. And you get lucky and give the right person a reach-around and win a lottery or or wait in line. I, I don't think... I guess anyone that's going, have they sent out any literature yet on how panels are going to be doled out? Are they going to go to the... Lottery system they used for Chicago or the first-come, first-served disaster of Orlando. Uh, the, the past two celebrations. I, I've been to both. The Orlando one, uh, it, it was jaw-dropping how ridiculous the panels were managed. It, 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 the, the con itself was a fucking nightmare, especially the first day. I'll never forget it, showing up two hours early in lines, wrapped around the convention center in Orlando. And if you ever been to that one, it's fucking huge. Wrapped around people, you know, waiting hours just to get in. By the time you got in, all the queues for the big panels were filled up and people were already camping out and sleeping. For the TLJ panel, before they even knew it was a TLJ panel, people camped for like 18 fucking hours. Ryan Johnson had to walk through the line at 3 a.m. just to be like, hey, we're, we're, we're doing this and you guys are getting in. Hopefully it's not that. Uh, I know people like one six shooter hated the, the fucking lottery cause he lost everyone. People <laughs> like me loved the lottery cause somehow I won I everyone. You got like, oh, into
1: basically dude, everyone.
0: It was the best thing ever. Like it, it, I, I consider myself very unlucky and I live a pessimistic life, but for some reason the force was shining mm-hmm. on me that, that celebration. Cause I got, uh, the, the tross panel before we knew it was tross. We got the Mando panel. Uh, there was one other big one,
1: the, uh, fallen uh, order.
0: Yeah. Fallen order. So, I mean, at that, at that celebration, that, that, those were the tent poles. It's like, yeah. all right, we went, there
1: was like uh, one other one towards the end, but you had already bounced. It was like the, uh, uh yeah, it was the, the, the TPM 20th anniversary.
0: Yeah. 20 years later, TPM. I would have liked to have seen that. That's right. That's right. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I think the lottery, even though it's not perfect is way better than the fucking camping nonsense. Um, outside of people getting left out, the lottery for the most part was pretty easy. You got your pass, you showed up at the time, you didn't have to stand around too long, they scanned you in and you were off to the races. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. But last week we did finally get some panel information, and they're sounding juicy, no doubt about it. So the first panel that is going to take place that I would say is is going to be one of the heavy hitters is a um, they're, they're calling it like a, a, a the filmmakers or the live action Star Wars panel. And this one is going to uh, take place on May 26, which is uh, opening night of the celebration Thursday. It's usually not a full day of celebration. I don't, I don't quite know how they're handling it. You know, sometimes it's an abbreviated day, uh, but it looks like this one is going down on the twenty sixth. We don't have times yet but uh, this panel, this live-action panel, is promised to at least feature Obi-Wan Kenobi, Andor, and the Mandalorian. Yeah. All right. Um, there are no details at this point in time on which filmmakers and special guests will be at the panel. Uh, but considering the properties, y- you know, y- y- you should expect to see a Favreau or a Filoni, a Chow. Uh, yeah. Maybe maybe a Leslie Headland, a McGregor, a Christensen, yeah. a Luna, maybe even Rosario.
1: Yeah, it's it's very ambiguous. It says like the the quote from StarWars.com is um Thursday, May twenty-sixth, Lucasfilm's current crop of live action filmmakers will be joined by special guests. Um so I mean current crop would almost make you think that like they they're grabbing as many people who are work who are actively working on live action projects as possible. Um, I would
0: hope so. I mean cuz then yeah. like, like Nick is saying we we'd get
1: the Tyka, Umbrella. I, you know, yes. do you get Taika there? Do you get Patty Jenkins there? Do you get, you know, Brian Johnson? <laughs> You know, who, who is who's going to be there? Watch out,
0: Nick. They, they, they might they, turn off their, their YouTube feed. You, you said his name who shall not be spoken.
1: I know, right? They're coming. I can feel the internet's gaze has turned towards you, like the eye of Sauron. It's now <laughs> on that's, me. That's, that's, I'm,
0: I'm kind of feeling the same. I'm like, oh, shit. Nick might catch a stray bullet like, from the side window here. Someone listening down in Austin like, no, motherfucker. Peah! Takes him out. Right. Um, yeah, it, it, is, it is very ominous at this point in time. They, they only list Kenobi, Andor, and Mando, but it is called the Live Action Filmmakers Panel, so Nick is not wrong. They have also have not announced any movie-specific panels, so he is right. Taika, Patty, uh, they're the only two that, at this point in time, have been identified. you got to remember, anything else that's been announced has either been scrapped or they don't talk about it anymore. That being the Johnson Trilogy, yep. that's just like, hey do not talk about it's neither gone nor here it's one of those yeah, things it's like, a
1: schrodinger's film
0: right now there you go <laughs> and <laughs> then um you the and then you have a uh, you know rogue squadron with patty and taika with his movie the the game of throne bros they've been removed right. for years at this point i mean think about that that that's how long shit has been i mean yeah. you remember when db weiss and what Ben off were yeah paid to make a star Wars trilogy. And then they weren't. Yeah. And then they (laughs) they, they dropped
1: out as soon as, I mean, like that was kind of the great calling of TLJ. Like when that happened, you know, at that time you lost, uh, you know, well, we had already at that time picked up Ron Howard for solo. So Miller and Lord were gone. Then Trevorrow was gone. Then Benny off and Weiss were gone. Then after Solo came out, <laughs> the the future of Ryan Johnson went into complete disarray. Like at that time period, we like fans of Star Wars lost a lot of projects that were in the works. Or oh yeah, you know. So oh, yeah. I mean, the
0: Obi One the Obi One Ken- Kenobi movie, movie got scrapped. The movie obviously. turned yeah,
1: the movie got fucking chick-canned
0: you and You are right. It, it was the calling series. of of Star Wars projects and filmmakers. Is yeah. like she just lined them up. And started swinging the ooh, Grim ooh, Reaper size.
1: like y'all are all out of fuck, here.
0: Fuck, see you later. Hey, what's his name? Hosini? You get the guy that wrote Kenobi the first time. Fuck you! <laughs> it's yeah. taking too long. Let's bring in this other this Jobo guy. See you later. Yeah, man. So yeah, I mean th- this panel's wide open. I, I think that's why it's the most intriguing because you just don't yeah. you just don't know. I, I mean, outside the th- the three listed of of properties, yeah.
1: They could have none of the movie people. They could have all the movie people. They could have new people that we don't even know we're working on shit yet. You know, there's still the, there's the kid from, from Lando that I don't even remember his name anymore that they announced that was going to be leading that project. Uh, like. Exactly, that guy. Yeah. The guy. Guy. Lando series lead. I mean, I can't even remember who it is. You know, like Glover (laughs) obviously is like the lead actor, but they announced like one of the, The guys was going to be who's going to be working. There there was a
0: a rumored writer. I know. I mean, again, it's been so long. We all forget over a year ago. But I guess, you know, we can kind of play this game with this one. What would you what would surprise you at this panel, Nick? What would you be like? It, it would whip out your phone me. like, oh, you know how they do. And these so things like, that's all. If you've never been to one of these, just get ready for a lot of screaming, yelling. And like, it, it's very similar to the Beatle concerts of the of the 60s when they showed up in the States. So just get ready for that. Yeah. I but mean, w- What would Nick get up and, you know, like get his panties wet over?
1: Like if honestly, if we got any kind of information on Tycho's movie, I would I would okay. be really hyped. Like if, if we got a. Uh, a title even even a title you know i mean we got the rogue squadron title last year and we know that that movie's not coming out until next year until 2023 if if taika was there and he was like hey this is the name of my movie and then just like a super basic like here's where we're gonna yeah. be working you know
0: this is our time a few, like a few storyboards maybe like some previs yeah. concept art at least I, something I gotcha.
1: I think that would get me going because honestly, I think that Taika is the injection of, of absurdity and hype that the star Wars movie universe really needs. You know, I mean, I the think- guys
0: winning apparently. I don't know if you've watched it yet. I, I plan to now cause I know it's, it's getting a new season, but our flags mean death on yeah. HBO max. We've
1: watched, we've been watching that slowly. I think we've watched four episodes so far and it is dude. It's funny. Like, it's it's a different I was going into it with an expectation of it being kind of like what they or what we do in the shadows, the TV show where it's kind of like a, a mockumentary that follows around vampires who live in the United States. Yeah, I was expecting that. But it's not that at all. It's completely different.
0: It's, it's like a rich guy that wants to be a pirate. Right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that's like the, this, the basic synopsis. Yeah,
1: the a rich guy <laughs> buys his own boat, becomes a pirate, leaves his family, starts his own crew up. And then it's just like Taika style comedy from there. And it really is a funny show. And I think that is it,
0: is, is, is is that Hodor, the, the big guy, the he, big gentleman. Yeah, that's yeah, him. Okay.
1: That's him. He's in it. Uh, I mean, Tyke is in it as Blackbeard. He plays Blackbeard the pirate. Um, I mean, there's, there's a, like, all everything that that guy touches turns to gold. I mean, it's, they're always funny. They're always uh, really well made and tell a great story. And like, the guy's
0: great. I mean, I, yeah. I haven't watched a single project of his that I've been like, eh, this is no good. I mean, even, even his character in free guy is fantastic. Like just so fucking over the top and lots of star Wars references. Yeah. I
1: fucking, I I, I love him. So I was so like when they announced him as a filmmaker for star Wars, I was so excited and I just want to know more about his project. And for me again, like, you know, maybe there's a sniper on the on the roof next to me, but I am excited about Ryan Johnson's possible trilogy because it is something that we need in the Star Wars universe where you do just have this complete and utter separation from everything that we've known and then we get to carry stories forward in a new way in a new place in a new time, like whatever it may be. Yeah. I think so that-
0: you're thinking like like centuries into the future more than the past, yeah. right? Because we we technically ha- already have content, High Republic, a few centuries in the past. Yeah. I know it's not fully all of it re-canonized, but we also have existing, you know, thousand year back content in, in Legends forms and whatnot. But we really don't have anything beyond the Skywalker veil. Yeah. Like so many hundreds of years into the future that the, the Skywalkers really have become legends and, yeah. and they're in like the, the the bibles and stuff that people are, are reading at this point point. and the
1: thing is is i think if you take brian john if you take tlj and you have that exact film that except it doesn't have anything to do with skywalker people like it's just a movie on its own that's set in star wars yeah. that has star wars you're theme. right literally just change the names of the people who are in the film. People, people would have, have liked it. Yeah. People would have reacted completely differently. People would have, would have had completely different things to say about it. Like, do I still think that the casino stuff was a little weird? Yeah. Like I would still have issues with that. Cause I just didn't think that that was that well done, but like story wise, like interactions between characters, how these people acted and stuff like that would all go away because you're not shackled to the Skywalker name. No, I,
0: I think you're right. I, I I wonder how many fans could actually honestly say like, "Hey, if if Ryan made TLJ and it wasn't tied to you know," I think Luke was the lightning rod for yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. But it, you know, if there were no, if it wasn't about the Skywalker wing of Star Wars, I, I think many more people would have been much more tolerant of the movie than the the vitriol that has that has come out from some of the fans. So. Yeah. Um, I, I think for me, Nick, what would get me all wet and I'd have to go wipe myself in the bathroom afterwards would, honestly, it's it's simple. I, I just think seeing Ewan and Hayden on the same stage together talking about um, their reunification of their characters, uh, talking about the past a little bit and just kind of reminiscing as older bros. Uh, I, I want to see these two together as real people talking about their lives in Star Wars and and what it was like to to see each other again, what they're excited for, what they love doing, you know, what they missed, stuff like that. It's just very. I don't know. I I I, I am like a. I'm kind of a. Uh, I'm Jonesing for some Hayden Christensen for some reason. Yeah. I I I want to hear the man speak. I don't want to read about it anymore. <laughs> I don't want to see canned snippets i want to see him talk and free flow and and kind of get down to it like you know what what have these 17 years been like kind of being ostracized in hollywood and you just kind of fading away after revenge of the sith and then you know going into what you saw star wars becoming the sale and uh, the the live action stuff do you watch any of this shit you know I, i just want to hear him talk yeah about life in Star Wars but be up there with his homie. Hopefully homie still has a beard going, hair slicked back. Just, you know, <laughs> just being dudes talking about the experience. Um I I mean there there's no doubt in my mind that Hayden is is showing up. He, he's I don't think he's attended any panels. I know he showed up at Celebration Chicago. He was on kind of that main stage on the expo floor and did like a, a quick ditty with Andy or you know one of those people that I should be I should have their jobs and they shouldn't have their jobs like the actual Star Wars show people I, I don't even know if they do it anymore but I I don't think he's been brought up on a main stage in a panel and and been talked to in front of a a large audience so
1: uh-huh. it,
0: it, yeah it's not it's weird cuz I usually am I want to know the future and what's coming and and what can give us things to speculate on i just i want to see the guys i want to see ewan and hayden together in what has probably been a much more positive experience for them (laughs) because you got to think by by the time they finished revenge of the sith they had already gotten the feedback from the fandom and the critics it was already ruining their experience i mean Ewan ewan's gone on record and be like listen the prequel time when we were living through them wasn't a lot of fun yeah. Because we busted our asses for three years and were happy these movies were coming out and then the reaction was like getting kicked in the dick and then spit into your throat. I mean, it just, it wasn't fun. And that's, you know, even you and he's like, I you know, I just, I kind of disassociated from it from a while until the TPM generation became the loudest generation and he started to hear like, hey, no, these are my Star Wars movies. I grew up with ewan's obi-wan and hayden christensen's anakin and those you know fuck the old movies so i, I don't know i i just i like listening to those guys talk and uh, hayden in particular i just i want to get some insights into you know what, what the fuck's been going on pal since what's your Looper? what's your I mean, life
1: like, been like <laughs> <laughs> i wonder I, I don't know if we'll ever get that much detail but i i do expect him to at least talk about like what it was like exiting Star Wars, knowing that it maybe wasn't the most loved generation of of Star Wars. That yeah, had no, come I, that's. Out. I yeah. want his
0: honest take. Like, dude, what? What did? How'd you honestly feel about your decision in two thousand five? Did you regret taking on the role? Based yeah. on with hindsight, do you did you regret it? I, I don't know. I mean, who knows? This guy be could be getting quarter of a million dollars a year in in uh what the fuck are the residuals from star wars and that's why he's been hanging out and just doing b-movie shit for a quick mill here or there yeah Um, but i i think it kind of broke him and uh speaking of people that get broken by star wars movie my god has it been a breath of fresh air to see miss daisy ridley show up back on socials she popped up on ig last week out of nowhere uh to promote the um the Bubble movie, which she has a cameo in, which is great. It's it's a cameo. It's a scene with Pedro Pascal, so it's two <laughs> Star Wars alums playing off each other. And and Daisy plays a role that isn't quite as sanitary as Ray. Yeah, y- you know she 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 um I I don't, ha- do. You have any interest in watching that movie on Netflix? I, I mean, I the know bubble? it's
1: a Judd Apatow movie, but I also heard right. that it's pretty bad. So.
0: It's not bad. It's it's not bad. I mean, there's there's a few laughs and it, it's worth getting through. I, okay. I'm not going to say it's the most riveting movie out there, but it's it's good enough. I like it. And, and there's great. The cast is great. I mean, yeah. Karen Gillum's in it and she's fan. I like you know I I've, I'm a fan of hers. Pedro's in it. Uh, it it's kind of fun. If anything, it shows you how ridiculous Hollywood is when it comes to making movies. Uh, I think you get kind of an insight into that um but yeah daisy uh has shown up on socials again just turned 30 like a day or two ago and i i'm i'm, I'm happy for her you know because she had to leave socials because of the fucking trolldom of star wars like that's how fucked up star wars gets for these other humans and by the way there are other humans just like you They 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 can feel the same way when they read something that is negative about them it's going to make them feel bad even if it's coming from bobs from my mom's basement at 420.com uh so i, I don't know i'm i'm happy to see her out and about and i, I don't want her to i don't want her to get Haydened. you
1: know yeah. what i
0: mean yeah
1: i mean it seems um, like she's already Starting to to reemerge into, like you said, reemerge into socials. Really start to to look more for for acting roles and stuff like that. So, I don't think that blackballing can happen as easily in Hollywood now as it did back then.
0: Um, I think you're right. Well, there's so many more avenues for revenue yeah, now. I mean, exactly. back back in Hayden's day, it was still you made movies and that's it. Yeah, there there wasn't this. Hey, if you're a movie actor, you also act on TV. That was that was like a no, no. Yeah. You remember back then TV actors wanted to be movie actors.
1: Yeah. It it was literally like if you did a movie and then you went back on TV like you were frowned upon. You were like people would say, like, what? Why are you doing? Why are you belittling yourself on TV? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You you were your career was considered washed up if you were a movie star and you had to go to TV. But like I was saying, I mean, look in the 90s, Friends, one of the, the, the biggest TV shows of all time, they all started trying to get movie parts. And, and arguably, Courtney and Jen are the only ones that truly succeeded and, and still act in movies. Uh, I mean, Matt LeBlanc, I think he did a, a goofy movie with a gorilla. Uh, the, the, the other Matt did a few movies. Lisa yeah. did a few movies, but mostly stuck to TV um but but you're right nick that's a good point uh you know daisy she she makes some fucking netflix movies if you're not getting the big studios knocking down your door uh she's already done a few of those i mean i i know there's one that she did with tom holland i haven't watched i want to check it out one day she has that little bit part in the bubble uh and it does look like she's working on some sort of i don't know if it's a biopic but it looks like she's working on some movie about a swimmer maybe someone that would swim the english channel who knows uh, but it, it, I i was, it, oddly, not that I fucking know the kid, but I, it made me smile when I saw the checkmark and the daisy pop back up on Insta. Like, you know what? Good for her. I'm glad she's at a, a place now after whatever the, the, the six years of her Star Wars life that she feels comfortable again uh, kind of sharing a bit about her life online like most humans choose to do these days. Um. Yeah, so uh, just a few last points on this panel. Again, we're talking about the live action panel promised for Star Wars Celebration 22. Uh, this is going down May 26th, so it's the, the, the first day of Celebration, the big panel. Uh, all we know is they're going to talk to people from Kenobi Andor, and Mando. I'm hoping it's heavy on... Uh, Kenobi and Andor, although I don't really care because Kenobi airs the next day. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, hell, maybe that's why they moved the Kenobi to the twenty seventh, so they could do a little powwow on the twenty sixth without us already yeah. knowing a bunch of stuff. Yeah,
1: maybe the, they might get like a like a if you attend that panel, it wouldn't surprise me if they gave you like a first episode free look or something like that. Like, okay, you know, they yeah, give you the right. first the whole they they show you the whole fucking thing.
0: Um, yeah so i I guess i'll I'll, let me let me revise that i would like heavy andor and then as nick said if there is no planned movie panel then yes movies we we know enough about the mandalorian yeah we love it it's getting its own fucking panel which we're going to talk about here in a second okay just you know let it chill get let you know it's going to get its own day in the spotlight here so let's shine the light on the ones that have kind of been hidden a bit, like the like Andor that is coming out this year, or some of the ones like Lando that were announced and have zero updates in over two years. So there you go. That is the 26th. If anyone gets in, feed us the goods. Let us know if you're there, you know. Live, live stream it for us. Tweet it out. Tag the show. Nick will be manning the desk on... I've been writing down a schedule, so he... He's aware. I've got it right now. Just a, a quick look here. We got the live action deal Thursday, 526, Mando Plus Saturday, and then Bad Batch on Sunday. And those will not be the only panels. You, you should expect a Jedi Fallen Order 2 announcement. I'd say any any week now, any day now, and maybe one more Big, big panel. You usually get, what would you say, Nick, four to six mega panels, like the big I mean, draws? It's, it's usually. And then like, you have like breakout room type of yeah, shit.
1: Usually you get one big panel a day of the celebration. Correct. So, yeah. What's the. So it's a four day, or is it a three day this time? For
0: Thursday through Sunday. Yeah. So you'll I believe. Get, yeah. Th-
1: yeah. So you'll probably get four big panels. We've already had two announced at this point the Mandoverse panel and the live action creators panel. Um, and yeah, so I mean, we can probably expect two more, whether it be like a video game focused panel and then an animation panel or, uh, something else. I mean, if there's, if they plan on, uh, having like some sort of like announcement panel or, or, or movie panel. Um, but yeah, usually it's one big And and
0: by major, I'm saying these are the ones that are usually hosted in, it's almost like an arena type of event. Exactly. Uh, I think at Chicago, it used uh, like a, a college's Basketball, basketball arena for the for the big stuff mm-hmm. but on site usually in the convention center you know they're built they have all these rooms that can be broken out in the little rooms big rooms you'll have a lot of the breakout shit that you ne- you may not necessarily have to win a lottery for but you'll definitely have to line up and and, and wait for 45 minutes to an hour to get in uh, i remember at the orlando one i went with uh, the intern who's a large gentleman like tall and and big not not like a fatso but big enough that, you know, hey, uh, we would, again, I'm a, I'm a scumbag sometimes. I'll admit this. We would, just as one of these breakout room panels were moving into the room, we would just like, you know, shuffle with the line and just kind of merge ourselves Slide into traffic. In. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, just and, and I feel, I'm such a scumbag because, you know, God bless the people that go to celebrations and other cons. They're usually the very nerdy type that may not be socially adept and you know aren't used to fucking dickheads to where the, you know they don't, they don't say anything they're yeah. just like uh, should we say anything no they'll fucking kill us don't do it look how tall that one guy is he could eat us <laughs> so yeah um it still doesn't rival what i was doing at celebration 2 back when in, in my early 20s when cosplaying was barely a thing and You know, we threw on our Jedi costumes and we were essentially getting the VIP treatment. We didn't wait in a goddamn line. They're like, oh, who are you guys? Uh, Yeah, we're here. And they're like, all right, open the door. Getting interviewed on the local Indianapolis, you know, ABC affiliate. It it was wild, but uh, it was a a panel hosted by Anthony Daniels. It was a big one. I mean, people were waiting for hours and hours and hours and sure as shit, myself and stunt buddy. Two minutes before it starts, walk to the front of the line and just go right just in. Walk right in. I mean, <laughs> yep. We're part just of the crew. <laughs> act, act like you know what you're doing, and most of the times, people won't say a goddamn thing. Uh, I hate to share that secret, but if you—and this is in all walks of life—if you act like you know what you're doing and you're doing shit you shouldn't be doing, you're probably going to get away with it because people will look and be like. Yeah, it looks like they're supposed to be doing that. So what the fuck am I? I'm not going to say These guys anything, are dressed like
1: Jedis. Shit. Of course they're supposed yeah. to be here.
0: <laughs> I'll never forget that. That first celebration was so wild because it was still Wild West. I mean, it's the first time they were, they were holding it at the RCA Dome in Indianapolis. Uh, celebration one was at like a fucking gymnasium in Denver. And then it grew to this dome. And it, like I said, cosplay wasn't big back in 2002. It was, it was the Wild West of celebrations, but my goodness, did, did we get away with murder there in terms <laughs> of just doing whatever the fuck we wanted. I mean, Nick, we got so close to the stage on that panel, Anthony himself came up and started interviewing me, and of course, I was blown out of my <laughs> mind. so high. Like, eh. <laughs> no, I actually uh, started talking shit to him. Uh, <laughs> like, he's like, hey, look at you. You look like a tough guy, but I bet. are you afraid of me? And I just go, no absolutely not <laughs> You're C3PO <laughs> something <laughs> Your like that C-3- like a fucking like, like a like a stoner would say but oh well there you go I'm, I'm trying to give you some tips things have changed immensely with celebration it is much more of a uh, I don't want to call it a well-oiled machine because it's absolutely not it's usually a, a disaster in some form or fashion but it's much more regulated than it used to be yeah Okay, so um, picking up with the other panels, uh, like we were talking about. We have three officially announced. We just talked about the live-action one. And the other two are Mando Plus. I have some thoughts on that. Mando Plus, A Conversation with John Favreau and Dave Filoni. And then the other one is Star Wars The Bad Batch. Uh, Mando Plus going down on Saturday with The Bad Batch going down on Sunday, which means if if we can go off of Nick's logic, which I think he's spot on, there's probably at least one more big one reserved for Friday. Yep. Uh, you you should expect a, a big one Friday. I'm actually surprised Mando Plus didn't get Friday, and the uh, Fallen Order two didn't get Saturday because they usually save the games for the weekend. Uh, yeah. The- um, but I guess they're thinking, hey, maybe more people could show up on the weekends, so let's shift the better panels to the weekends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so Mando Plus, a conversation with John Favreau and Dave Filoni. Here, here's kind of what the, um, the, the panel promises. So the panel promises to take a look back at the series as well as a look at what is to come. So I, in the article I punched up on StarWarsTime.net, I, I'm thinking, you know, maybe we get a sizzle reel for season three, kind of like we did at Celebration 2019 for season one. Yep. Uh, you'll probably, in addition to John and Dave, get some of the cast members there. Uh, it'd be great if Pedro made it out and Carl. They were. Do you remember Carl at that panel man? Carl like how many people were going best. nuts for him? Because yeah. he he was doing the Apollo stuff. Yeah, right? he was like doing the like...
1: Apollo Creed stuff <laughs> when he comes out on stage. I mean, he was. He had the energy of. Like it a was much perfect. younger man, like he had the energy was, of you know when he was in Predator, when he was in Rocky and stuff like that. I mean, he came
0: out and everybody exploded. It was it was crazy. great. I, I just remember he stood out on the panel, and everyone was there. Yeah, uh, Gina was there, Pedro was there, all all the mains were there, but Carl it was the standout. Uh, I remember the whole. Uh, The whole Mandalorian wing, I think of the 501, I don't know what they're called, but they they had like a large part of the panel audience. So you had all Mm. these motherfuckers in their Mando cosplay and, you know, John and Dave and the cast were kind of working with them. It was just fun. I mean, these these things, as much as they suck trying to get into and they're going to give you anxiety and they're going to give you heartburn, they may give you a stroke because they blow to get into. It's a lot of nerves waiting if you can get in see if you can get in and then just trying to get there to get in at least for someone like me i'm kind of high strung anyways but once you get in it's some of the most fun you'll ever have as a star wars fan because you're in a room with ten thousand other nuts just like you
1: yeah i mean it's if you can get in it's a super special experience just like being in that mando panel when they showed the sizzle reel when all of the 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 actors came out and just being able to hear from from Dave and John was great. And I expect this one to be pretty similar because now it's not just like, look at what we have coming soon, like it was in 2019 before the Mandalorian even released. Now it's going to be like, look what's coming soon and look what we're going to be working on in the future. Look, what, look how all of these threads are going to connect. Right. Look, look at what our overall plan is and, 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 and that type of stuff.
0: All right, so I, I kind of want to riff on that, Nick. The fact that they're calling it Mando Plus to me implies that this is the Mando verse versus just the Mandalorian itself. Yes, exactly. So, w- with that kind of notion in tow, does Rosario show up? Do oh. they spend any time on Ahsoka? uh does does tem show up is there any reflection on book of boba is is ming na there too
1: it gets kind of weird with the two that we've talked about already the live action panel versus the mando plus panel because the live action panel if we're trying to keep these two worlds separated then you would imagine that the mando verse panel is going to get ahsoka it'll get uh you know Debra Chow, all of these people. It'll it's get Tim, Boba, and then the live action panel is going to be like, "Hey, here's some Andor shit. Here's some Kenobi shit, and then here's some movie shit." Um, or here's, yeah, I think you're right because
0: land. I know you said Debra. I don't think Debra would be at Mando Plus because yeah, she the, specifically yeah, she said, "Like, listen, a, Kenobi is more tied to the prequels than the Mandoverse Mando, yeah. timeline." Yeah, so, so I think you're runner. spot on. Yeah, you're spot on. Like Mandalorian, it, it's it's the It's the flagship of Star Wars live action at this point in time, so they had to put it on the masthead for yeah. the live action panel. Uh, and, and yeah, I think they'll talk about it, and there's a good chance John or Dave or be there. At least one of them will be there. But uh, as we're saying here, I think Mando Plus is where they're actually going to really drill into the nitty-gritty of The Mandalorian and its extensions at this point in time, which should be Ahsoka and we know the Book of Boba Fett. Uh, I, you know, maybe they they revitalized the uh, the new republic series cuz that was supposed to be the other mandoverse yeah. or maybe you get kind of their pivot yeah. where they're going because that's uh, i think Kathleen is on record saying like hey you know we 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 have some tales from there but they're more or less just going to be infused into, into Ahsoka's and Mandos at this point in time. Yeah, into
1: the other shows. So uh I mean I yeah, I I fully expect Mandoverse to delve into the connections between these shows and, or the Mando plus to delve into the, like the connections between Mando and book and Ahsoka and, you know, maybe even talk about like, you know what we can see in the future. And if, you know, maybe we get the first look at Thrawn here. I mean, I think that would be a huge,
0: Ooh, reveal I man that that would be great but they're they're, they're sitting on that card that, that <laughs> that'd that be like showing Grogu in in 2019 just yeah, I mean think about that back in 2019 not a single fucking Star Wars fan would have ever thought that what's gonna make this show stand out is a baby Yoda and yeah. that's what they pulled off I think that um, with
1: Grogu though like nobody knew it existed nobody it had never been mentioned and it was just like a huge secret like Thrawn has already been true, brought true. Up. Like people know That's that he's right. gonna be here. People know that he's like the, the he may a good be point. a puppet master. So
0: all right, I okay, I'm down. I I, I mean honestly, uh, I would prefer Mando Plus to spend more of its time on not the Mandalorian. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I would I would prefer a a lot of the Ahsoka stuff. Yeah, Um, I, I love the Mando. I mean, come on. It's fantastic stuff. The guy wins anytime he shows up. It just Best Book of Boba Fett episodes. The Mandalorian itself is the reason why we even have a Mandoverse. So I, I understand his legend and he is the king. But we, we've been we've been talking about and learning about Din since uh, twenty nineteen at this point in time. I, I wanna get some, you know, let, let's get some of the Ahsoka concept art. Like like Nick said, maybe, maybe bring in finally officialize great word by the way (laughs) officialize the cast yeah because at this point while you know we kind of know who's in it rosario is the only official cast member hayden hasn't been identified by lucasfilm uh the poor ukrainian lady has not been identified by lucasfilm uh the lou bordizzo playing Sabine hasn't been identified by Luke. So that is kind of what I would prefer at Mando plus kind of like what they did for Mandalorian in 2019, where it's kind of a full introduction to the cast, who they're playing and a a shot at some of the concepts.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that would be awesome because really, I mean, Book of Boba Fett was its own thing, but it didn't really like. I wouldn't say that it necessarily pushed forward the narrative of the overarching Mandoverse all that much. Um, But whereas I think Ahsoka is going to be kind of that catalyst to the next phase of the Mandoverse. So I think that, yeah, a lot of my interest definitely lies there. So hopefully we get at least a little... Uh, portion of that panel dedicated to ahsoka and 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 what we can see from that
0: yeah i i don't i don't foresee ahsoka having any b-roll unless they you know get right to it may 1 or end of april and you know maybe get a a little bit of b-roll but uh, they should most definitely have they're they're through pre-production i mean pre-production is either wrapping today or they're already done gearing up for um the the principal
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, with principal uh, starting next month, what is what they said in the article about Peter Ramsey being one of the directors, they're definitely wrapping up pre-production, if not have already completed all their pre production stuff. Uh,
0: I'm trying to pull up a video from our channel, Nick, that will show what it's like to be in a panel for people who have never been there.
1: Oh yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was I, yeah, I I I recorded
0: to, the uh you know, I was I was at the tross panel and I recorded the the first ever showing of the trailer and the announcement of the name. That's when we all realized that Palpatine was coming back and we,
1: you know, lost our, your fer- lost your minds.
0: It, yeah, in our fervor, we were like, oh, this this is a good idea, right? We we're like, yeah, this is going to be good. And now, you know, we realized that it was fucking stupid because literally it was just somehow Palpatine returned <laughs> and uh, fill in the blank. Hopefully, with with uh Mando verse content down the road. Uh, But it's wild. So I'm trying to pull this up here so I can drop it into the chat real quick. Just got to get to our our channel if it will ever load. So in the meantime. Moving on to the next panel, Nick. Bad batch panel. Yeah. That one's going down on Sunday. Yeah.
1: Sunday is usually reserved for your like. Like the, the 20th anniversary TPM panel happened on Sunday in Chicago on the last day of the show. Um, so usually those are like, you know, they're still cool, but they're not going to be the, the biggest of the panels. Um, that's kind of what I expect out of Bad Batch. It says that it's going to be D. Bradley Baker, which is the voice of every clone. And, um, another actor, Michelle Ang, along with, uh, the moderator, uh, who I assume is going to be Matt Michinovets. Um, Mika something like that. I'm not sure how you say it. Um, Brad Rao and Jen Corbett will be there as well. Um, so it's gonna focus heavily on probably the acting, like the voice acting side of Bad Batch. Without Filoni there, um, I doubt that we're gonna see much of like, you know, where's the show going and stuff like that, like a future looking uh,
0: perspective. At Bad Batch. Well, I mean, Filoni isn't. I I think Corbett is that her name, right?
1: Corbett? Jim Corbett, yeah.
0: I mean, and Brad and, Rao. Um,
1: Rao is uh, director on some of the episodes. Yeah, yeah. As they're, well, so
0: you know, D- Dave at this point, I believe, is is kind of like what George was. He's he's the god that you know might have an idea and then teams run with it now versus him, you know, having day to day hands on type of access. Uh, I don't think Filoni is as day to day with Bad Batch as he would have been with the Clone Wars. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I, yeah, I, I think Filoni. I mean, hey, he he's a fucking he's big time now, Nick. That's he true. can't do all these. He can't do these low life animation the panels animation anymore. panel.
1: No way. <laughs> Get the fuck out
0: of here. Well, actually, at the Orlando one, uh, I got press access there, and we I actually got to go to the press scrum when it was for Star Wars Rebels the final season we didn't know it was going to be the final season they announced it in the panel and then we did the press scrum after so I was in a press room think about this how cool this was with, with just press and at the front of the room was Filoni and then all the voice actors for Star Wars Rebels That's and we pretty got to sick. sit there and raise our hands like hey 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 hey, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. <laughs> you know or back then it was entertainment, entertainment food, food. Entertainment you know yeah hey hey, hey hey I gotta ask a question so yeah, I think Dave has graduated from the animated panels because he's Mr. Live Action oh, these yeah. days. So leave the but
1: yeah, um, I mean I don't expect too much out of the Bad Batch panel. Um trailer it'll, maybe? It'll be interesting. Yeah, maybe a trailer for season two. Probably I mean, honestly, we'll probably get a, a release date at this point, because we're yeah, assuming that this is so. gonna be a summer show or at least a late summer show. Um, I assume we're gonna get a release date. We may get first trailer there as well. Um, I would like to see like some some future stuff. Like, hey, how long do you guys foresee this show going on? Like, is this gonna be another clone wars where you go on for seven, you know, seven plus seasons long? Yeah. Or it was is this like, gonna be another here? Rebels or, you know, Resistance where you only go two to four seasons? Like, is this gonna be the show that essentially fully bridges the gap between post episode three and then you know does it go right up to rebels or something like that how, how are we handling the timeline here
0: yeah i, I would like, like that would be I, I think those are all great insights um you know we, we we uh talked about what the kiner brothers shared on a a live stream a few weeks back or maybe you were gone for that i can't remember but they, they revealed that, hey, there's going to be a bit of a time jump, so I would, I would like to see that. And then I'd like to see in the time jump, because I also mentioned that uh, Ome- uh, you know, Omega is going to look a little different. Does that mean she gets an armor set now or okay. she's grown physically taller and different, maybe buzzed her head to wear a helmet or let her hair grow? So, yeah, I'd like to see, obviously, a a trailer would be great. If we're not going to get that, then I'd just kind of like to see some of the uh, art for the season. Like, this is what the guys are going to look like. Maybe they've repurposed their armor, repainted it to look different, because there has been, as the Kiner brothers have suggested, a a passage of time here. Yeah. You know, how much time has passed? Like, how how deep into the Empire are we now versus where we uh, ended season one? Where they were on that that landing platform on Camino after the facility got bombed to hell. Um, I, I'm a, I'm a big Bad Batch fan. I know it didn't catch on with a lot of people as some of the animation does. Now, I know people make fun of me because I also liked Resistance, but I, I still contend if you're a fan of Star Wars and you just like the story, it's all good. There, there there's good in it all. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay? It's Always nice
0: to see. Uh, but you. but I I. I I was a really big fan of Bad Batch. I don't know. I just, I, I love that it's, it's telling stories in a time period that has damn near zero coverage. I think that's, that's the standout for me. It's just, everything's fresh. There's so much fresh ground to cover in the Bad Batch that these other series can't. So, uh, I mean, uh, the Mandoverse, yeah, it has some fresh ground to cover. It still has, what, 30 years of of, of a fresh canvas to work yeah, on? Yeah, they have a lot
1: of time. But, yeah, I mean, Bad Batch has 19, I mean, not quite 19 years. It, if, if you go right up to when Rebels starts, it's probably... No, you're right, you're
0: right, about about 18, 19. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay, if we're going Rebels, then you got to go about 16. 14 years then. 14, 15. Yeah,
1: so that's still a lot of time. And in that time period, we know that a lot of stuff happens. That's the thing about the 30 years between Mando start. And then uh, episode seven is that like, we don't really know all that much that, you know what I mean? Like we know that the rise of the first order happens, but like, we don't really know like how that happens from what we were led to believe. Like the first order used to be a faction within the Senate. And then they just like, Started to get even more and more and more kind of radicalized until they just decided, like, one day, like, hey, we've built up this secret army. We're going to split off and then fucking start a war. Like, we kind of know what happens between episodes three and four. We see where we end up with four and the war that comes after that. So, there's like, we, there are things that we're kind of expecting to see uh, from the Bad Batch timeline that we're not really expecting from the Mandover's timeline. So, um, Yeah, I'm super interested to see where where that all leads because there's just, there's so much important content that that should be covered and should be shown within that time period.
0: Yeah, and we're going to get a slice of it in live action via Kenobi. I mean, technically we got a slice of it in the Solo movie. Yeah. uh, Because I think Kenobi's only a year or two before Solo takes place, at least that film, which, you know, is pre- open rebellion but the 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 empire has had uh, over a decade to kind of get its 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 claws into the galaxy where the bad batch was literally the day like (laughs) we had empire day and then the shit just starts to get squirrely around the galaxy clones changing their armor no no personalization clones being occupation forces now instead of liberators uh, the vehicle tags the chain codes all of that you know i'm glad that we, we 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 get to see this i'm that big of a nerd with star wars i love the lore i've said it a million times i'm here for story not the pew pews and the flashy shit uh, so i like even that tiny minutia nonsense like oh this is how they 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 implemented chain codes and, and tracking ships and this is why we hear them asking mando you know, all these years later, hey, what's your what's your ship code? What's your chain code? All, all that sh- I, I I like that stuff. You know, I like lining stuff up. That's why I tolerate the prequels. Mm-hmm. They they might have not been the vision of what I wanted, but they still kind of show me how we went from A to B. Yeah, I need that stuff in my life with Star Wars. It's odd. I like it, even the little stuff. You know, why why is a lightsaber a certain color? I want to know. I mean it's just that's the the dumb shit I like to know about. Um All right, I fi- I found that video. I'm going to go ahead and kick it into the chat for people to check out. But but this is I would say this is a it's a great example of what a big time panel at celebration can be like. Now, yep. I don't think it will reach this level of of fervor because it's not for a Skywalker movie. I mean, you got to think about it. We were going into the finality of the Skywalker saga. This was it. Yeah. So I think there was a little extra energy, but this is usually what you're going to see. So if you're in the live stream, I dropped it in the chat. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and paste it here because I want to I wanna watch it again myself. It might even make me cry. <laughs> I remember. I mean, it did. Like When I watched it the first time, it, it definitely got me all uh, all worked up here. How's there a fucking ad on one of our videos when we can't even do ads? <laughs> I don't know. I'm guessing, you know, Lucasfilm must have claimed something. How much you want to bet? All right, there we go. I'm not going to watch it while we're doing the show. I just wanted to queue it up for afterwards. For later. Yeah, check it out. Just look how many fucking people are there and just, just feel the energy taking place. I, I add my own commentary as expected, but um, you, you'll, you'll get an idea if you've never been to one of these things. And it should get you pretty um jazzed up all right so yeah bad batch panel sunday 529 it should just be an info dump you know it'd be nice to to see d out there maybe he'll do some of the voices live it's always interesting to watch someone like that uh morph into into their characters especially when the character shares a similar voice uh you know i, I know people get down on whatever like oh why didn't you cast a uh, Tem to do all the voices, but hey man, D what D does is fucking impressive. Yeah. All right. Uh, it, it, when, when I read The Bad Batch Nick, I was like, it's kind of funny. Like, oh, will they'll, they'll be joined by the cast. Yeah. D Bradley Baker and Michelle yeah. Ang. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Because that's D does cast. every fucking voice, like any main character outside of Omega, he's voicing them. Yeah. So that is the cast,
1: and here's the thing too: is like even if you were cast Tim to do it, like Tim can't do what D does. D no. makes each character sound the same, but different enough to know that this Correct. character is has his own personality, and this mm-hmm. character has you know these traits and stuff like that. Like Tim's not a voice actor, Tim. It Tim is not going to be able to give you like different versions of himself for every clone. That's what D does and has done for his entire working career. So, yeah, I mean, I'm a Yeah, I'm so a big far,
0: fan. I think we've we've only seen Tem speak as Cody in Revenge of the Sith. In Revenge. And even there, I believe it was Robo Tem. Like, he wasn't even in the suit. It was when George was like, hey, fuck it. We can digitize shit. We're going to digitize no, he, shit. And he just, yeah, he, 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 it's either like the whole body is fake and it's Tem's head, or like he, he still grafted Tem's head on to the fake body. I mean, who knows? But, um, yeah, I mean, D this is what D does. He's been doing it forever. And as Nick said, his, his trick is that it's the same voice, but it's not. And I think it's more evident than ever what he can do with his voice in the bad batch. Cause literally the, the, the five main characters all have the same base voice, but everyone sounds completely different. Recca sounds like Recca. Teek sounds like Teek. Hunter sounds like Hunter. <laughs> All right? Echo sounds like Echo. Yeah. They're they're very distinct. I actually think, you know, not not that we would have time to do this, but I'm pretty sure Nick could just play clone voices to me and I could probably guess which one they were. That's yeah. how good D Bradley is.
1: Very true. Very true.
0: So there you go people going to celebration. Uh, the only panel that has not been revealed, at least in terms of the big stuff, there's going to be plenty more stuff. Trust me. I mean, like I said, they got a lot of these breakout rooms to to fuck around in, like the Hasbro room or this room or that room. Uh, but it, it, you should expect one more big one to drop um, for a Friday. And I think in the, in the live stream chat, some of them might have been kicking it around that... Uh, this is the the twentieth of Attack of the Clones, and they did they did some big stuff for TPM at Celebration nineteen. So yeah. that that very well Friday could very well be a big AOTC yeah and uh, it would panel make celebration too, day
1: because you have you'll you'll almost surely have Ewan and and Hayden there, and Hayden's first movie was AOTC. So yeah, that makes sense if they were to do like a like a twentieth anniversary panel for. For clones, yeah.
0: Cracks, yeah. So hey, have fun. I, I am. I'm sure I'll have a little FOMO when it's all going on, and I I I see the releases and know that I hey I'm not there on the street with the people getting to see some of the fans of the show. Uh, but in the end, I'm gonna be at my happy place, not dealing with the crowds, the covids, mm-hmm. all that other shit. So. Yeah. You know, like like last week I was, I was sick as fuck. One covid tested after the show. And Nick's telling me, uh, you know, a day or two later, he gets bit by a stomach bug and he's, you know, shitting and puking his guts out all weekend. It's like, yep. <laughs> man, isn't it great mingling with humans again and, and not having mitigation in, in place to prevent our spread of disease? <laughs> it really is like. Uh, you know, I'm not some weirdo that, that uh, I don't want to say they're weird. Like I I still think people that are taking precautions are the smarter humans and they will make it further in life than a lot of us that are, you know, fatigued out or just saying, Hey, fuck it. Science is saying it's sort of okay. So fuck it. Let's do whatever. Um, but it, man, just a lot to say about masks and social distancing over the past two years. And, and just the proof that, that shit works at least it works from you know preventing you from getting strep throats stomach bugs congested just you know typical colds fuck all that like i don't care if a mask prevents me from feeling like shit for seven days in a row so what yeah am i a pussy who cares i could care less it's called intelligence I don't like feeling like shit, especially at at 41. I don't know about you guys, but even getting a head cold sucks dick at 41. Hard to sleep, hard to breathe, lips get chapped, throat's always getting dried out, just blows. Didn't have to deal with it when I was wearing my mask. Don't wear my mask, get fucked. That's pretty much (laughs) what happened. I mean, within the first few times I'm out with, with a mask and indoors, I'm catching people's fucking diseases again. Go figure. We're all animals in the end. It's not rocket science. All right, real quick. We haven't done this in a while here. Toy um, update. Just a, a quick one here, because I'm sure it pissed off a lot of people, but the, the Hasbro did have a pretty massive uh, toy announced last week for Vintage and Black Series. And as has been the case, Black Series is is kind of getting... Eh, yeah, I don't want to say ignored, but it's they're just lazy on it. I mean, there's this is another one where at first I'm like, oh yeah, I might get some of these, and then as I I looked at them more, I'm like, oh, well, that's really just their fucking repaint. And who gives a shit? In the end, you'll just get it and it'll sit in a box like this guy. I mean, dude, fucking Bodie Rook has been sitting in a box on my <laughs> floor for probably about two and a half months at this point in time, and I I have like no. Motivation to take them out. So, luckily, I prevented myself from pre ordering these. But if you do need to pre order them, we'd love for you to use our Entertainment Earth link over on StarWarsTime.net. Right here, you can see it on the live stream. Just click on that bad boy. And finally, Entertainment Earth is giving uh, free shipping for pre orders. These motherfuckers, it took them decades to get there, but they're at least running a promo now. Or even pre orders, you can get free shipping, which is nice. Um, but all right. So some of the black series stuff that it's somewhat interesting, uh, but I don't know about maybe Nick will Nick. You, did, did, does this Sergeant Creel guy ring a bell to you? No. From legends? No. Just a comic book. I, I didn't know either, but he looks like some fucking stormtrooper that whips a lightsaber and has a pretty cool, uh, shoulder pauldron on there. Uh, I, I would say he was one of the better black series releases. Okay. Uh, the comic book Princess Leia, not too bad. Is it, you know they they have a hard time capturing Carrie's face. Yeah, uh, I I'd argue they really haven't perfected it yet. I think the figure arts of New Hope Leia is probably one of the best sculpts of Carrie's face. But but this comic Leia is it, it's kind of cool. Okay. It's a little unique looking. You know, it's she's she's channeling mom. Yeah, she's channeling the the, the Padme going with the all white jumpsuit and a little bit of a. Instead of a white cape, she's bringing in the, bringing in some print. beige to match the desert. This next thing, um,
1: I don't know how anybody else feels about this. I think this is ugly as fuck, but go right. on. You're right.
0: Okay. You're correct. Okay. <laughs> so this is the Infinity's Darth Vader, which is, as Nick said, ugly as fuck because it's just all white.
1: Yeah, it's an all white Vader. So as soon yeah. as you touch it, it with your fucking dirty human hands, it's ruined
0: right soiled yeah uh you know his, his he's got some color on his light on his chest piece and belt and then his eyes are chromed out but yeah i mean this is the one because i'm a i'm a vader junkie i was like eh, it is a vader but then I'm like it, why it, it's it's stupid it, it looks ugly it, who cares yeah you know? that's weird who, who gives a shit uh saw Guerrero, not gonna lie that Saul that's a pretty, pretty good, good looking that's a pretty good looking black series figure
1: yeah yeah i agree uh,
0: not good looking enough to, to get me to pre-order them, but a, that's a pretty detailed figure. I mean, if you, it really gives you a look at how fucked up Saul's body got towards the end. Um, and I know they did that on purpose. It was kind of like a, Hey, here's another good guy that through war and, 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 uh, machinations done to his body is, is kind of becoming more machine, more machine than man. Yep um but i mean look at that. He, he had a fucking fake le- robot leg you gotta like that Saul. being i mean he's essentially a rebel terrorist let's be real i mean he was pretty extreme but even being hardcore like that the dude's whipping an anklet right? <laughs> did, did anyone oh, peg yeah. Saul guerrera as someone that would sport an anklet and you gotta love that he's wearing like fucking birkenstock sandals Okay. Hey, comfortable he really was crazy there at the end wasn't he on Jetta, like he, he was fucking batshit nuts
1: oh yeah, yeah he was off that? of yeah. his rocker hardcore with boar gullet and just all this shit <laughs> he was
0: crazy man look at look at his look at his attire i mean all you have to do is look at his pants to know that this guy wasn't operating with a full deck <laughs> i mean oh, yeah. dude if you have a robot foot how do you go to, yeah, I'll just wear a sandal on the other one. Then does that make sense <laughs> with my robot feet? I could walk on, you know, burning metal. I could walk on nails and glass, but yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and fucking throw on a sandal. Not on the like other a foot, steel toe
1: boot. Nothing like that. Not Nothing yeah. a little bit more hardy on the other foot. Oh, well, yeah, it's like,
0: no, I want, I want to show off my, my ankle and my calves and my anklet. So I'm going to wear no socks and a, a busted ass looking sandal. Uh, Hey, respect. Saul Saul didn't live a good life. I mean, he lived a hard life from the yeah. time, you know, uh, from the Clone Wars on, the dude has been trying to protect his people, and clearly it affected him. Uh, but, hey, a good-looking figure. Sometimes Hasbro can, can kind of nail the Black Series at this point in time. Uh, then we got Sev, which, I mean, cool character, but just like all the other Republic commandos they've announced, he looks like he went on a crash diet. Uh, the, the, the the torso is just so way too—they use the, the the hunter torso, which also looks a little weird, but even more so on the Republic Commandos because they, they, they naturally looked like they had barrel chests, right? I mean, Republic Commando, the game, Nick, I don't know if you remember it, Sev, Scourge, yeah. Boss, all those motherfuckers— they looked like beefier versions, yeah, of like the clones. They
1: looked like Hulked out clones to a degree, yeah. but now, yeah, I don't
0: know. Not according to Hasbro. According it's to just, Hasbro, they're they're uh, they didn't get the same meal ticket that the other clones got. the The, the uh, Republic Commandos they actually had to eat last.
1: kind of they... like that
0: movie, Nick? I don't know. If, I don't know if you've seen this movie on Netflix, but uh, it, it's kind of like a prison where at the top chefs prepare this amazing meal and so the so the people on the first level of the prison they get to eat decadent type of of food you know like like michelin star shit okay but as the the dinner table goes down the depths of the prison food starts to disappear people are having to eat scraps the people at the bottom usually end up killing each other just to eat a scrap or eat each other That that's where the Republic Commandos (laughs) sat. They were at the bottom of the tower, and by the time the the food table got down there, it was nothing but like a piece of melon fruit and you know a a a banana laffy taffy. Yeah, Uh, so that's why Hasbro decided to design them without any weight.
1: Apparently so. I, I will say that they definitely did this on the cheap this yeah
0: it's just they they all look weird i mean bats saying they look better in person and i have seen uh, boss a lot of people are starting to take shots of them share and with some weathering and some work that they look all right in shots but man that that fucking body sculpt is is bullshit and then last but not least those that like the black series helmets trapper wolf helmet is coming and then uh vintage collection got some good ones there tvc is definitely getting the spotlight it's one of the reasons i almost feel like i should make the switch if i want to keep collecting the small figures but after getting my march bill for all my hot toys on pre-order i'm probably gonna not do that (laughs) um this was the first time i looked at my discover because that's the card i use for all my payment plans on sideshow and i was like oh jesus christ matt
1: (laughs) what have you done
0: yeah yeah i mean a lot. <laughs> too too many zero too too many zeros to um to pay off on a credit card for that month, all Oof. because of Hot Toys. So so far just sticking to the big ones and spot picking stuff up. But you got Figure and Dan looking great. Yep. Death Watch looking great. I mean again, these these figures look better than Black Series at this point in time. And they're smaller, which means it's harder to bring out the detail. But somehow Hasbro still is. I wish they weren't up to fifteen dollars. It's starting to get a little ridiculous. But Black Series has also gone up to like twenty-five. So hey, blame it on. Uh, well, if you're like most people, blame it on the president because clearly Biden works at Hasbro and has caused uh, inflation. Uh, he the, the 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 oil wells he owns. He's charging us more prices for. The, all the grocery stores he's owned, he's charged... I mean, God damn it, Biden. And this inflation, how dare you. Um, then we got the Super Commando. Again, looking fantastic for yep. a teeny tiny little figure. Yeah, remember, these are um, no bigger, if not bigger, than my member. They are <laughs> small, but they look great. This one I almost went with just because it's just a cool character and the figure looks sweet. This Shea Vizla who um, apparently comes from your game, Nick. Is she familiar to you?
1: Yeah, yeah. She is uh, one of the leaders of the Mandalorian faction in the Star Wars The Old Republic MMO. She was a badass. She was a badass. So does the
0: figure capture what she looks like then?
1: I was going to say, that's actually pretty fucking spot on because Star Wars The Old Republic itself has kind of like a cartoony uh, style for their characters. So this does a really great job of, of capturing her, her face and her armor style.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you this is one and I don't collect this. I mean, outside of the fucking $350 razor crest I have to my, my left over here, but it's like, she just looks cool. And that's how I used to collect figures before I became an asshole and felt like I needed everyone in a wave. And I got to take pictures of them. I used to just look at and be like, Hey, that looks neat. I would like to have that. i've robbed myself of that joy so now i just look at the pictures and go hey if i still did what i used to i'd probably grab this one because to me she has one of the most unique looking mando armor sets i've ever seen in Mm -hmm. particular in the helmet i mean that helmet's fucking wild for a for a mando yeah now they 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 would have been like this is way uh, thousands these are like the mandos that fought the jedis right yes
1: yeah. So okay. this, so the the old Republic still takes place post, uh, the Mando Jedi War, um, but you're still there are a lot of different styles of Mandalorian helmet in that game. Like, there's a ton of different like they, they're, visor they're styles. There's
0: still a there's still a main culture, right? They, they yes. haven't been broken by anything yes. yet. They they still own Mandalore and Concordia and all that, right? Yes. They're, exactly. They're they're a faction within the universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah all right yeah no she looked i I don't know that's just fucking cool maybe i'll pick it up if they actually delivered figures to stores i would grab this one in the wild but that's another pastime that's been robbed for most of us because toys r us went away so now you're left with walmart and fucking target that's it maybe a mire and they, they, they get shit that's like five years old and depending on where you live you know i live in an urban area good luck I'm not getting dick shit. I haven't seen a new figure in probably 3 or 4 years since they did those uh pre-release deals. You know, hey, Rogue oh, One's yeah. coming out. We're going to have a midnight release. Show up at Target and they're like, "Oh, <laughs> wow, all the new figures for the new movie are here." Where'd that fucking shit go? Now they just announce figures at random on a Wednesday and they're not really tied <laughs> to anything. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh hey, this this Lando who gives a shit looks like a re-release. Gaming great. Go fuck yourself um death watch four pack army builders if you got it i'm sure you're happy um but this was a hasbro pulse exclusive which i'm guessing meant it was a shit show i'm glad to i don't deal with this shit anymore it is great those of you that are wondering life is a lot less stressful at least in this arena for me not worrying about all these goddamn pre-orders anymore and then you got an arc trooper jesse which i think A lot of TVCs may already have because there was a three pack a few years ago that I believe he was included in. So, um, most of these are available for pre order. Sadly, a lot of them aren't coming out, supposedly until 23. But we all know that you can't trust Hasbro street dates anymore because a lot of stuff they said isn't coming out until 2023. People are fucking buying in targets today. So, that's the state of Hasbro and the Star Wars license. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> um, sorry. I, I we need. I need a fucking Fred for this show. I need it. Like, if you ever hear me just say random stuff, I'm usually regurgitating drops from the Howard from, Stern from show. Stern, I assume. Yeah. so Thank <laughs> you. That that's like a, a drop of Howard's dad that he made a recording back in the day, and that so. Um, I don't know. I I, I know I could do it if I drop five hundred bucks on that. Uh, was it like the Road Podcast or Pro Deck? I could actually program buttons. I I could hook up a device to Bluetooth so we could have motherfuckers call in and it all pipe through. But I don't know. Maybe maybe if I get uh, seen
1: like live call in shows do it where they just Discord channel, (laughs) like they just pull people into a Discord and like. That they just have, to have the conversation from there. No, it's my, my dream is,
0: you know, we, we we do like a jerk off show. I I want Sal and Richard from the Howard Stern show to prank call the show and us become a bit on Stern show, kind of like Tradio, like because they 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 just look for podcasts or like amateur TV programs to fuck with. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, that's, that's, that's like one of the reasons I want call in ability to see if I can get Sal and Richard to call in and and, and try to get us to. Either interview someone fake or or, or, or or make us look like assholes because it's a prank <laughs> call. <laughs>
1: that might yeah, that might bring in more more listeners too. Hey,
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but I've I've always wanted the ability to do drops like Fred does because to me, uh, I mean Howard's the man, but Fred just rounds out the experience. Uh, Fred brings the dialogue to life and, and makes it more interactive if that makes any sense i know stern fans will get what i'm saying but you know you could just be listening to something and uh, today they're talking about like this little egg vibrator that ronnie was using and and right away fred's like firing up like weed whacker sounds and and lawnmowers and other uh, mechanical devices while they're telling the story it just adds so much to the conversation one of these days Maybe we should start holding our hand out like everyone else does. Like, hey, uh, donate to the Star Wars Time show so we can buy the podcaster pro. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Oh, yeah. God. No. Swap shop. Hello. Welcome yeah. to Tradio. Yeah, Tradio. No, they, <laughs> they just did a bit where they all were coming on a hat and they called they, they, There's this Tradio program where people can call in and sell stuff on a radio show. And this is, they dupe the guy into trying to sell. A, 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 they called it a cum hat and he was like oh yeah we got this gum hat for sale It's a, they say it's got a nice uh, spooge stain on it and apparently that increases the value and then Sam Richard will keep calling in and fucking with the host like hey uh, that's my hat you know <laughs> you know you know where the spooge stains come from the Kansas City Chiefs at the end of every game have a circle jerk and drop their loads on it and this is all on like uh, someone's show coming off on their airways, and I want that on the Star Wars Time Show <laughs> Anyway, sorry, I'm I'm going down a rabbit hole here. All right, it's time for the fan segment, my friends. Two prongs, although this week I'll say one and a half prongs because I forgot to post a question of the week to the actual feed. I think I did it at like 2.10, so 20 minutes before the show. Uh, But every episode we do the fan segment, we start with the question of the week, which is usually posted on Instagram on Tuesday morning in our stories and hopefully on our feed and uh, the top five Star Wars fan artist features, which is also hosted through Instagram. So we'll talk a bit more about that method of getting on the show in a second. But for now, Nick, it is time to address the question of the the week.
1: Yeah. So the question was, do you want the Kenobi series to remain limited or would you like to take a second season if it makes sense? Um, so the people who responded via the stories are the ones who made it on the show.
0: <laughs> I, I went, Nick, I, there's a part, I was like, man, get a lot more story replies than we ever did. And then I go to the feed to look for any comments I'm like, oh, that's oh, why. Because I didn't fucking post it. Um, so I don't, this is, um, yeah, I I know most of these, maybe I should do it since I know their name. This is Burkhead toys.
1: Okay. Burkhead toys says as many seasons as I can get. Um, just to, just for us to throw out our answers. What, what do you think? Do you think there should be more than one?
0: (sighs) I mean, you remember I was a guy that was getting itchy about, um, Obi-Wan leaving Tatooine. Yeah. And early, I was also someone, and I've heard this from a lot of other fans, especially in my generation, like, oh, they're going to mess up some of the New Hope moments. But now that I've gotten over that and realized that they're probably just going to enhance a lot of those moments and make that dialogue make more sense, as well as that line in Jedi. If the story had purpose and it wasn't just, hey, they like this, let's just do another one to do it. And I believe Kathy has said something similar. She's like, listen. We only planned it for a limited run series, but, you know, never say never. If there is a good story to tell that still makes sense with Ewan's Obi-Wan, that doesn't kind of start impeding on Alex Obi-Wan, then let's do it. I I could get behind that for sure. Yeah. Um, If they're just doing it to do it, then no, leave it, leave it as is. And, uh, let's let Ewan's Obi-Wan transition over to Alex, just like, uh, uh, it, it has been albeit with a much larger gap we're, we're going to get a little more filling now in that transition but um yeah so if 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 the story has purpose yeah All and right. it doesn't retread what we see in this limited series coming up you know it doesn't have the same tropes something different than than sure but I, I don't know i just how much space do you have left really
1: yeah i mean the for me it depends on where it ends, but the best way that I could see doing it is kind of having the flip side of what we're going to have now, where you have a Vader series that features Obi-Wan, like this series is an Obi-Wan series, uh, a series that features Vader. So I think that you could still do it with limited Obi-Wan stuff, but I just don't know how far you can go on the on the right. Obi-Wan as your main character side of things, given where the story oh, sits shit. in the timeline.
0: Uh, what did uh, so you the just... Chat just... No, the chat just disconnected, which usually means my connection is gone, but it said it, it reconnected, so okay. that's a good sign. There we go. We're still here. <laughs> yeah, We're I mean, it, hey, my mantra is always going to be the more Star, star Wars, the merrier. I, I'm the one that's going to watch anything they put out and probably enjoy it for the most part. I can always be critical, uh, but I'm not going to hate watch any Star Wars, so... If the story's there and it doesn't impede upon what I believe is the next great Kenobi tale, which is kind of the resolution of him and Maul's feud, or at least in Maul's mind, the feud in Rebels, then go for it. Uh, I I don't really want. uh, I I don't need to see the Maul Kenobi shit in live action is what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. It's already been played out. And if they were to do it again in live action, I don't know if it would do any better service nah, to that it, moment. It, it,
0: that episode in Rebels is choice Star Wars. I mean, it's up there. in some of the best content in all of Star Wars live action or animation. So leave it alone. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, if, if it's like hey, a year, a year beyond Kenobi, because we've we've kind of inferred based on some leaks and just our godlike speculation powers that... By the end of Kenobi, he's going to have a renewed sense of hope. He's going to be a different man than he is when we meet him at the beginning. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I I think it's very unlikely, unless a, a you know a, a a a crazy story pops up, or Disney sees a record number of new subs. Then sure, the the, the money stuff will probably influence Push, the decision more yeah. than we may want it to be.
1: Push, I'm sure they're already like just putting in the the minds of, of the creators like hey just have something ready just in case you know just in yeah. case hey. we decide like start cooking up some ideas what what could yeah, work. I mean
0: they're the, capitalism still is a, a powerful drug Yeah, especially if you run a corporation so <laughs> if they're like if, if Bob Chapic phones down like hey Kathy you know what I, I don't know I know it doesn't make sense to do another Kenobi story but um what do you got in these the These motherfuckers are signing up in spades. We just made like a 2 trillion dollars just on Kenobi. We're doing a second season, baby. Greenlit. Here's the money. Here's the budget. I don't give a fuck what it's about, but we're doing it. We need more subs.
1: So
0: <laughs> it, it, it could it happen. happen.
1: Um so yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. It could happen. I agree. All right. Next one. Who is who is this Going to the,
0: Real quick on the chat, answering a question, no game show today, Chaos, I know I miss it too, but uh, we're trying to reserve uh, the Matt Mando game for episodes where we might not have a lot to talk about today, we're already into the the second hour, so we're going to go ahead and and, and skip on the quiz questions today, but if that is a segment that we feel should become permanent, we're open to the feedback, because it it usually only takes about 5-10 to minutes anyways. Uh, I kind of ate up that time today with some toy talk, so uh, we're we're gonna pass. But that's all right; just gives you something to look forward to in two weeks, because Nick won't be here next week unless maybe he wants to send some questions yeah. to the um, diehard live stream fans. You I, can know, I was feed gonna him say I would have to like you can yeah. feed to me next week. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, next one, Nick. You can read it. This one is from our buddy Bat okay two seven nine seven there we go that says
1: as much as i'd like to see you in Morris kenobi i think it's best if we leave it at one season not every tale needs to be shown leave some stuff to our silly head cannon. there you go i will say that idea. head canon is what got us here in terms of the phantom <laughs> fandom so yeah, maybe yeah maybe stop making up your own fucking headcanon
0: headcanon's fun until they drop the real canon and you have and to everybody hates it. yeah you, you kind of have to to deal with it and, yeah. and some people can deal with it like normal people some people it's a little too much True, <laughs> you know it's, 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 true. it's enough to get them they're like oh it ruined my childhood and i'm canceling disney all that shit so Um, yeah i mean it's a fair point we'll see where it goes but i i I, we can't discount the power of the dollar so just keep that in mind keep that in mind
1: all right next up who we got here if you can tell
0: (laughs) this is tbs data vault and once again my my powers of being able to store useless information are on display that's so impressive i can't yeah, I can't really tell you about functions and loops without reading about it. But it, when it comes to uh, our fans on Instagram, I can identify who they are by looking at their profile picture at this point. In time. That's it. <laughs> profile
1: picture alone. All right. Uh, TBS Data says, I wouldn't mind seeing them continue Kenobi's journey as long as it wasn't just a cash grab by Disney. Like we were just talking about. If there was more story to tell, then I'm all in. In the same vein, I would love to see them explore the adventures of Captain Rex as he navigates a post Order sixty six galaxy. I'm sure Tamara would be willing to cash that check just as long as the narrative was strong. Would also serve as a bridge to multiple Disney Plus series: Mando, Ahsoka, even Kenobi. Um, yeah, I mean, like here's the thing too with with Kenobi. It's there's always going to be a story to tell, like. Uh, like if you put it that way, like there's always going to be story to tell because there's always going to be time to fill unless like until you get to that point where you have fully mapped Kenobi's journey from beginning of post episode three until beginning of episode four. So, but yeah, I mean, I do think that there are other more interesting stories that could be told in, in the stead of another Kenobi season. And I think that CBS data vaults idea of a, of a, Captain Rex focus series would actually be pretty.
0: Yeah, I, I honestly think they're going to cover a lot of the Rex stuff in bad batch. It's already happened. I mean, we already got Rex post order 66 and his trauma. He and Ahsoka went through. Uh, He's already set up that he's working with, with resistance or rebel cells around the galaxy. Uh, we've seen how Gregor gets rescued, so we have kind of one piece of that puzzle. How Rex Gregor and Wolf end up on a planet as fat old clones on a uh, what are those things? An ADSE or something like yeah,
1: that that modified.
0: But um, yeah. I, 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 I'm not saying we're never going to see a live action version of a clone again. Uh, I, I just I, I don't know where he he fits in outside of the Ahsoka series at this point in time a live action Rex. He doesn't, there's no real connection with a live action Rex and Kenobi in my mind. Cody. Sure. Especially if it's flashback, but not Rex Rex to me is, is directly tied to Ahsoka at this point in time, based on what we know from uh, the end of the clone wars, star Wars rebels and the rebels epilogue. Yeah.
1: We'll see what happens there with captain Rex, but. No to another Kenobi series from TBS Data Vault, at least. All right, and
0: our last one here is Ripik Tan.
1: Okay, Ripik, back in the replies, as always. Nice to see him. One and done, he says. Kenobi has been Moo, most anticipated (laughs) SW project for years, and we're finally getting it. It took a long time for them to just get a story strong and purposeful enough for six-part series. So I'm guessing it'll tie itself up nicely unless they actually planned out for this story to go on beyond one season. I wouldn't want them to pick and pry after a story if there is if it isn't there just to make more money. On a side note, remember when we get new toys around the same time or a little before the release of a new Star Wars hey, movie? I just
0: said the same thing. Kind of yeah.
1: Force Fridays and shit. I missed that. Now we get figures revealed. Years after the release of film slash. That's right. Show. It's because that, right. there's like a not a lot of the new series have new characters to like build, uh, like uh, toys off of. I'm surprised that there hasn't been a chrysanthemum toy. I'm going to be honest. That seems well, like.
0: There is. It looks like shit. Oh, uh, you is. might've been gone. No, it, it, it's another one that looks like he forgot to eat. It, they just took like a regular Chewba- lanky Chewbacca and put this horrific gold. You know, singlet thing on them, and, and painted it black, and they're like, "Yeah, this is Chrysanthemum. Have fun."
1: <laughs> well, never mind then. Just it wait till weird, you get man, the, the mod squad. Then
0: <laughs> you know, like he he has a point because back in the day, let, let, let's take the book of Boba Fett for an example. Yep. Leading up to its release, there would have been a Force Friday where you would have been able to get your hands on the Fennec Shan figure, the uh, the repaint Boba Fett. Uh, and, and any other figures that might have popped up in that series these days, unless you randomly get one shipped to your target, those the Book of Boba Fett figures, according to Hasbro, aren't coming out until 2023. So that that's I think that's what he's getting. It's like, what would happen? We used to be able to get the figures concurrently with a show or movie releasing. And then now we're lucky to get shit two years later. And half the times it's just a repaint or a half ass job. Yeah, um, I don't know. So. We 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 speak your name there, Ripick. We feel your pain. Uh, just think of it a way to save some money because one day you might grow up and be like me and you're going to look at all these fucking things and go, what did I do with my life yeah. for these past six or seven years? Because uh, I'm I'm even looking at all my Black Series figures and, and once I get them all stood up, I'll do another tour of my collection just so you can see how ridiculously massive and unneeded it is. I, I wish I could find someone that would be willing to be like, listen, I'm going to arm all these off my tables into a laundry basket. Give me a couple grand. I'll see you later. Like that. That's where I'm at with black series. I really, I just like, I like them. They still look cool. I appreciate them. I'm not, you know, shit talking people to collect them, but it's just, I'm over it. Just kind of like with the Funko pops. I'll keep a few that I like and mean something to me. Otherwise fucking get that bin out. Let me just wipe it off the shelf right into a fucking laundry basket put a for sale sign on it and you take the whole goddamn lot. All right. Yeah. If, if anyone ha- knows someone like that, let me know. I don't have the fucking boxes. I'll have to find the accessories. They're somewhere, but it's just like, start.
1: <laughs> yeah, enough
0: enough, man. Enough is enough. I mean, this thing,
1: on the star Wars time show store, <laughs> there, there you
0: go. That, yeah, the store needs, use, the store the needs store. a little fucking work. <laughs> Um, All right, so that is the question of the week. And as I teased earlier, there is another way to get featured on the Star Wars Time Show each week on our live stream and the recorded version, which drops on Wednesdays on all podcast platforms. And that is through your Star Wars artistry of any kind. Uh, Toy photography is probably our biggest, but we take real-ass paint, tattoo artists, uh, dioramas, diagrams, pentagrams it doesn't matter as long as it's star wars based and on instagram tag at star wars time show and use hashtag star wars time show that way every day i will scan them both i will feature some of the standouts and then at the end of the week on monday these days monday afternoons he's up and at them, nick will pick his five favorite to be discussed on the show during the top five star wars fan artist features of the week And this week, we are covering April 4 through April 11. Indeed. All right. And once again, um, Safari doesn't believe in loading JavaScript from Instagram anymore. So Nick, go ahead and talk up the first artist while I get the rest open in other tabs.
1: The first artist featured this week is at Elchinator. Dot G G E E L C H I N A T O R dot G-G-E-A-B-C-D-E-Y <laughs> Like Come on <laughs> Some of these Names Very Lyrical Um <laughs> But Uh So what We see Here is actually an there awesome scene where we have Bosk and Boba Fett seemingly fighting together against uh stormtroopers that are that are pressing in on their ground on Tatooine. So you can see Bosk has one a uh, trooper that he's just slammed to the ground. has got his hand uh, across his neck. His rifle is still pointing off somewhere, maybe shooting at somebody that's on a roof. Then you see Boba Fett in the background firing off some rounds at other troopers that are off, uh, off the screen. And you could also see like Jawas there in, in the background too, kind of like, I don't know if they're just like running to get out of the scene or if they're, uh, trying to, to point out hey, where you know, those fuckers are.
0: They're, they're probably waiting to see if, if any gear gets dropped yeah. so they can steal it and then go sell it to uh Palimoto, actively,
1: actively scavenging. So, yeah. go, um, yeah. go
0: shake down the Lars family, like, Hey, we got this stormtrooper helmet. Does that little boy want it? 50 credits. I'll give you 50 credits, Owen. Come on, pal. We're boys. I'll go, okay, I'll give you a discount. 49 credits,
1: 49 credits, but yeah, I mean, I thought that this was a cool shot. Um, showing both Bosque and Fett in action together. So yeah, fun stuff.
0: Oh, real quick, this is kind of this goes all the way back to the rise or, or um, the Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga game. One okay. thing that's really neat, you get to explore locations from the movies that you've never been able to really drill into in, in any other games or the movies themselves. And okay. what reminded me that when I just brought up the Lars Homestead, you know, in, in Clones, Anakin goes back there. And as long as you don't initiate any of the missions to go take on the, the, the Tuscans and all that fun stuff, you can go through the entire Lars homestead unimpeded and see what Luke's
1: life was living. Like. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It, 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 that, that, that stuff's kind of cool. Same thing with the Jedi Temple. You can kind of walk around, look at a few rooms and check it out before everyone Produce. got murdered. Yeah. So, that's yeah. what Sorry. I... That, yeah.
1: That's what I liked about sidebar thing there. The Star Wars, the old Republic MMO is that you have like you can go to Tython and go to the Jedi Temple and walk around and same stuff. Yeah. So that that is pretty cool. But yeah, so at elchinator.gge on the Instagram. Awesome shot depicting some badass bounty hunter definitely madness. So um, good stuff there. Next up is at Operators underscore of underscore the underscore of republic operators of the republic <laughs> back in the top five. <laughs> um, <laughs> like,
0: by the end of some of these names, that's what my brain feels like. I know,
1: right? Uh underscores, periods, all kinds of stuff in there. But anyway, <laughs> Operators is is known for uh the the clones, known for the bucket heads, and and he brings out the bucket heads and the droids in this one. We see B2 battle droid just ripping through the field flanked by a couple B1s and we see some phase one clone troopers just getting ripped through uh, on the battlefield. And I I like the shot because we don't really get to see a lot of B2s in the toy photography, um, at least recently that I've seen. So it's, it was really cool getting to see a badass B2 out there on the battlefield. Well, I,
0: I mean, dude, it's it, it's also very rarely do you see bad guys depicted as kicking ass. And, yeah, it's winning. To me, this, this shot is the bad guys are winning. I mean, our, our boys in white are getting their ass kicked. These phase ones aren't quite ready yet for the B2s and, and, the, and the B1s flanking the B2s. And, and really, if you pay attention to the Clone Wars... And this obviously was by design through Palpatine and Dooku and all the shit they were doing. But the Republic, a lot of times, was getting its ass kicked.
1: Yeah, it was uh, literally. I
0: mean, it, 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 the the linchpin well, was them taking out Grievous, yeah. essentially, like a last ditch thing after he quote unquote kidnapped Palpatine, even though that was all part of the plan. But. Yeah, um, I mean, can
1: you imagine that you have like two armies that just that literally have like endless supplies of soldiers? Because you have one of them right. that's cloning all their soldiers, you have another one that's building all of
0: their soldiers, and it's almost but, but like clearly like
1: outside you can make of make robots Jedi.
0: quicker than a clone is what I was trying yeah, to say. Yeah, very true. Like
1: it, it's a it was it was an odd war because like you could argue that there was like no actual loss of life outside of the the Jedi. Because like, I mean, yes, I know that but over time, it's like pretty, that's become, a pretty
0: hardcore stance. Nick's like, "Fuck
1: you, clone." I mean, you're that's what I'm saying. People. But it's like, to a degree, like,
0: yeah, I mean, you're, like you're they
1: are created right. humans. Like they, I yeah. mean, like they're they're created. They they you know, and of course, over time and through the TV series and stuff like that, we've grown to to see the clones differently, and you know, we we look at clones as much as humans as anybody else is now. But like. From a practical standpoint, you're not put, you're not conscripting soldiers like the Empire did. You're not putting out. No, you no, know, you're
0: right. And, and I mean, so. even the way Kim and Owens talked about them, they, they were talked about as assets, not yeah. living things. And, and the Empire kind of was the same way. I mean, how the Empire's like, fuck this. We don't. It's too expensive. We, yeah. We so, want to go <laughs> cheap and just steal babies from their mothers exactly. and, and, and put them in our <laughs> army and i still i mean th- there's still a part of me that thinks that the empire may have a final solution like plan for the clones yeah uh, to to kind of phase them all out because you know they, they they've already planned the seeds that some clones even that have not removed their chip hauser being the example can kind of break free of some of the conditioning after a while and realize like what the fuck are we doing like this we didn't do this before we're not an, an occupation force we're we're liberators we were heroes yeah. what are we doing uh, so th- th- there's a part of me that thinks maybe in bad batch season two that, that they're either gonna be like oh yeah they all aged out and they're useless or they're, they're literally just gonna round them up kind of like they did the camino and just blow it the fuck up say see you later <laughs> yeah thank you for your service Um, but yeah, at operators underscore of underscore the underscore Republic who needs an underscore. You need one and I want one. He's got them to share. So, uh, yeah, kick-ass. I mean, this dude does some great work, not only, uh, with one six scale photography, but also customization of the figures. And I'm wondering if those are one six scale B twos and B ones, or if he's doing like mixed scale work here, who knows, but yeah. Um, his shots are always great. And I believe he's starting to share some of his World War II on his setups. My
1: account, yeah.
0: Yeah. If you're into World War II toy photography, you won't be disappointed. Yeah.
1: At six, sales, six scale underscore salvo is his military account on the IG. So if you like that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff, go give him a follow up there as well. Uh, good stuff. Operators of the Republic. Next up. Uh, this is a super fun shot here from at Shot Click Cheese, and it's a recreation of the original Mandalorian poster with well, not the original one with the with the razor in the background, season two, yeah. Uh, with Din and Little Baby Grogu in his side pouch, but it's all done with the egg attack figures. Am, yeah. I, am I right yeah. about that? I you were spot on, dude. This I mean, honestly, this looks cooler than the actual poster. I don't know why, but these Egg Attack figures look so cool.
0: You you know, um, you you picked one from, shit, I know the name. We just, it was a Darth Maul from a few weeks back. Okay, yeah. Uh, Oh, well, sorry, I forget the artist's name. But it's like, I'm being reminded of kind of how great this line is because mm-hmm. okay. i i haven't really followed uh, egg attack from beast kingdom for years the the last time i did a big money drop on them would have been at celebration 2018 i i got a bunch of old ones i didn't have from celebration on the expo floor but yeah i mean shot click cheese's rendition of this poster using the egg attack just is like man Egg Attack they 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 still have a little bit of charm over me it, that that chibi style you know yeah. the big head big torso little squatty leg look but this mando man it, it's it, it's one of the best looking Egg Attack figures in the Star Wars line period and there's some great ones i mean there there's some clones there's some shore troopers the vader's great the kylo from TFA's great but this mando man it it's shining like if if we go look at shot click cheese I mean, there, there's a bunch of other shots of this Mando, but they're they're great. It's like I just like his little, like this one here, his little dumpy ass sitting there watching the <laughs> Razor Crest take off, or you know, fighting the some sort of tentacle monster. And one, as Nick said, he's also recreated the the first season poster, mm-hmm, yep. which I have live right now. It, it just works, man. Like it, I don't know. I'm not saying I'm going to go down that rabbit hole again, but. Uh, if I'm at, ever at a con or a show and, and I see the Mando egg attack and someone's got it for sale, it, there's a good chance I'll be reaching for the wallet.
1: Yeah, awesome looking figures. So, um, at shot click cheese on Instagram, good stuff there. If you like these chibi style,
0: <laughs> look, at, look at the recreation of the end moment from S1E1. Just another one, I mean, fantastic. <laughs> where he's, you know, the the the, the Jesus, yeah. the baby Jesus moment where he yeah. reaches down to the to the bassinet. Oh man. All right. Good shot click good cheese. Shot. Hey, by the way, great handle. We always we always appreciate a solid handle. And I, I, I like shot click cheese. I yeah. think <laughs>
1: that's a good one. That is a good one for sure. Uh there you go. Next up, at Zord dot photography on IG. And I mean, this is just an awesome shot of Ahsoka and Rex together. In battle poses, I mean, this I almost want my looks hot like. Hot toys
0: Ahsoka, man, I want her.
1: Dude, like, where I mean, is this, she? this figure of Ahsoka looks so incredible. I mean, it yeah. almost looks like they're in the middle of the fight, and then like a photographer was literally like, "All right, hold and pose," and then like exactly. just fucking yeah. caught him <laughs> right there. I mean, the shot. They like, had a,
0: yeah, they had a really really efficient battlefield photographer with them on that star destroyer yeah. <laughs> uh, after Order sixty six kicked off, but. Every time I see this hot toy now, we're talking about the Hot Toys Ahsoka Tano, the, uh, the Clone Wars final season one, live action version. It, I want it. Like, where is mine? Come on, sideshow. I, I I need to start going to these other outlets where you actually get shit when it's supposed to release. I mean, I know doing payment plans is going to delay it in, uh, by a little bit, but I, I, I feel like my, my, my Hot Toys Ahsoka is still months away. Oof. And you know Zord? Is this the second one we've we've shown off? Of uh, Zord?
1: This isn't. I don't think it's the second one from Zord. Oh no, it, it was second. another. It was an
0: Gon. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, she just she's so photogenic too. And mm-hmm. yeah, I know we can argue that the the figure's too tall. Like Ahsoka still wasn't that tall of a person, yeah. I at think the end she, of the Clone Wars,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: um, but outside of that, it, it's it's to die for. I mean, I'm looking at it now, and I almost want to make out with her, like that, that's how good looking the figure looks. And you know how I am. I would say we all with know Star how Wars Matt, chicks, yeah, Especially that have the, shit coming out the, of their the head. The Twilight, I love that. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. a big fan of the or, Twilight, or to, to Gruta, whatever she is, but um. I don't know. Like, I, I just want to lick her face right now. And it's a fucking action figure. I mean, what does that say about me? I know I'm disturbed, but hey, good for you, Zord. I want to date an action figure based on a picture I'm looking at. So,
1: <laughs> that's, a, that's a good uh, compliment there for at Zord.photography. Yeah. But I mean, the
0: other one I wanted to bring to your attention just because like this dude must be loaded. But if you look at the one he re- they released before this one, Nick. Okay. I see all those it, yes. clones there are actually there.
1: Oh, wow. So, and okay. If, yeah. If, if this <laughs> person bought
0: them all. Then we're talking two fifty a pop. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that is balls out.
1: Yeah. I mean, Zord's got 20, over 20,000 followers. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. That, maybe dude, he's that got is like some
0: a cash. Deal. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I almost, I have to count count this shit up so we got one two three four five six i think there's six seven seven of the 332 then you got rex and ahsoka so let's just do seven times 280 1400 plus a lot more i I mean mean, we're getting close to two grand in that shot
1: wow that's yeah that's pretty pretty crazy for for toys especially for like army builders like that to drop that much <laughs> no money shit dude you don't anything. army
0: build one six scale maybe two
1: yeah but if you can do
0: that like hey more power to you I, I i'm not i'm not cutting them i'm not you know ripping on uh zord here I, good for you that's what you should do with your money if that's what you want to do with your money do it yeah if you got it
1: do what you want yeah, to do. I mean,
0: <laughs> the shot looks good, and all these shots of, of this Hot Toys Ahsoka look great. Here's the most recent one just a nice casual portrait. What a figure. Please show up soon. All right. So uh, we were just gushing over at Zord period photography on that Instagram. Right.
1: Last one for the top five. I, I, I love this shot because it is, like you put in the post, it is inspired by the Bohemian Rhapsody album from Queen. Oh, Um, this is at geeky 83 and it's a, it's a Bohemian Rhapsody, essentially like cover. Uh, what would you call it? Like a cover? Uh, I don't know. Like he, he just made the cover with clones and it's all of the name clones that, that you would know. I mean, it, it literally is perfect. I mean, having Rex as your, uh, as your, as your Freddie Mercury there at the bottom and then. Uh, the other named
0: clones Cody and uh, who's the red one? Is is, is that the, Fordo? Or is Fordo the blue one? I forget. Um, I, I'm going to get called out here. I guess we'll have to go to the to the the, the chat stream. I, I would say it's it's Rex. In, is it in, Fordo? I think maybe. Maybe so. But anyway, um, I, you got you got Wolf Cody and Rex yeah, for sure. Yeah, no doubt I don't know it. who
1: the red is. That was the only one that I was unsure of. But um I mean the shot itself perfectly encapsulates the the Rhapsody album from Queen.
0: Yeah, I, I almost gotta find it just in case. Yeah.
1: So if people who are unfamiliar with it, yeah. Um it's, there it is it's right there. It's basically that Queen album is the entire all the I members of Queen the stacked the same way as this image has. And and Geeky eighty three is able to perfectly emulate that, even with like the shadowing. The light and everything like that 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 he uses in this picture as well. Um, and the fact that he did it with the clones
0: is just perfect. I mean, I, I don't know right, what the, else I can The red say about. one is fox, it's fox, 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 laugh, 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 laugh. That's what we got from the chat. So apparently it's fox. Fox. There we go. Um I'm trying they, to just find the here, here it is right here, finally. Yeah, so Rex is in the Freddy position and Geeky even gave you know made him cross his pistols cross just pistols like Freddie. Like Freddie has crossed. his arms crossed over like that. Uh, so yeah, on the stream now we we are looking at the Queen album. All right, so take that in real quick. And now I'll bump over to Geeky's just to see the excellence here. Even threw in a little you know some purple and blue hues yeah. to to spice the clones up. I but, like yeah, it. Yeah. It's spot on.
1: I like the the neon the neon lights coming in. I mean, I just thought it was fucking fantastic as soon as i saw it i was like it's perfect it he nailed the cover art for that album and he did it so well with the clones yeah just excellent job
0: all right bat i know fox killed fives but he was not in his phase one helmet so excuse me look
1: i'm just gonna say like (laughs) for all of you out there who can remember all the names of these (laughs) name clones from fucking cartoon thing like good on you guys for having incredible memories because I got three of them that I remember. And then after that, it's a complete crapshoot if I can pull it out of my head. Well, there's Nick, too much I mean, other cons- shit in my considering head. Considering it has
0: <laughs> only led to me doing a Star Wars podcast from my basement, it is not a skill that pays any sort of dividends. <laughs> so you're OK. You're, yeah, you're, you're all right missing out on that ability to memorize random clone names from a galaxy far far away that isn't real that's
1: wild (laughs) that you that like you guys have that repository that you can just like pull out those names that's impressive
0: there's a reason why i haven't done anything truly great in life nick because the old gray matter (laughs) is full of nonsense instead of being used for the good of the world the
1: good of mankind right (laughs) (laughs) well well there we go there we go. That's the end of the top five. We close out with at Geeky83's awesome homage to the Queen album. That's right. And uh it was a good top five all around. It was a it was a good show. It was a good show. So Matt, close out the show. Take us home and, and prepare these people for a 2 hour plus show with just you next week. Yeah,
0: me go ba 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 Star Wars. Star Wars, Boba Boba Star Wars. That that's a preview of next week's show. So um yeah, the plan now is to go solo. I'll kind of see what the schedule's looking like things are going to get crazy. Maybe I'll I'll bring in a guest. A, a former host, someone who has uh, worked the show before, and I don't have to kind of hold their hand. That that's usually the trick, you know. I, uh, if I'm not talking to Nick, I, I don't want to. I don't want it to feel like I'm I'm pulling teeth talking to someone like, "Hey, what do you think? Good, okay." Um, <laughs> uh, you, know, you know, Some of, we fuck it up a lot of times, and I definitely walk all over Nick. That that's my fault. I'm the narcissistic asshole on the show. But a lot of times, if you notice, it's Matt. Hey, blah, blah, boo, blah, 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 blah. And I'll stop, and then Nick knows that's his cue to go a ba doo a ba da, a booba doo ba doo, ba ba booey. All right, so that's just how it works. But anyways, time to put the show to bed. I got a, I got a big night tonight. As I told Nick before we went live, uh, I'm finally gonna get go see Alton uh, John on his uh, what is it the his farewell
1: golden tour, brick,
0: yeah the farewell tour the golden brick road wherever the fuck he's calling it never seen the man in concert figured he is a a legend of music might as well go check it out hitting that it starts at he starts at eight o'clock east which is a little getting a little late for this old guy i'm like shit am i gonna be home by like midnight hopefully <laughs> um but yeah, i'm looking forward to it i i wish it was on a weekend so i felt a little more liberal with what i consume both in liquid and food form but we'll see i'm, I'm gonna try to test myself here to see if i can actually go out in public clean and enjoy myself while also not wanting to murder everyone i see okay <laughs> so wish me luck tonight <laughs> this is going to be an experience But anyways, as Nick said, it is time to put episode 208 of the Star Wars Time show to bed. So let's get our happy asses on over to StarWarsTime.net. And you may be going, why? Well, I'll tell you why. That is our home on the internet. The Instagram, it's an extension of the .net. So StarWarsTime.net easy links to subscribe to the podcast i just randomly checked itunes again we have not gone up in ratings and reviews a bit so please get on that we're still in the 30s i promise you if we can get close to 100 or even 50 guess what happens when someone goes into their podcast app on an ios device and types in star wars podcast yours truly and my homie over there We show up further up that list. You can find us now, but I'll tell you what, if you get bored scrolling, you probably will miss us because we're towards the bottom. So ratings and reviews are key on any podcast platform that allows them. Take the few minutes, log in if you have to, and let the people know about the Star Wars Time Show. You can also get, like I said, the topics we'll be discussing. They'll show up on StarWarsTime.net before we talk about them on the show. You can get easy access to our YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash Show, or just go to StarWarsTime.net and find that lovely logo of ours. I'm the bald, angry guy. Nick is the hooded, even keel one. Just click on that subscribe button, and you will be taken to the promised land of barely listened to or watched star wars live stream slash podcast that is who we are that is our mission statement we strive to not be seen by a lot of people and so far we have succeeded dare i say we are the champions of low viewing star wars podcasts thank you i can directly thank you all for that accolade And yes, the metal is being worked on as I speak. So I know it's sad. It's time to say goodbye. Goodbye, yellow brick road. We're candles in the wind. His name is not Benny, and he does not know the Jets. But what we do know, Nick, is that there's always time for Star Wars time. So keep pounding that drum, get out there, convince your friends, convince your family, convince your pets to tune into the Star Wars Time Show every Tuesday for the live stream on YouTube or Wednesday and beyond on podcast platforms. Because if you do, and they end up listening to the Star Wars Time Show, like you, the Force will be with them. Always.